Injured in a car accident? It's about money. Your money. Your settlement. We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery? You pay no fees or costs. We strive to get you more at LawyerUp904.com. Rise and shine. Googans go time on a Tuesday morning. Thanks so much for being up and at them with us. It's Valentine's Day, they tell me. All right, I want you to take a look at me. I'm going to come clean on something. All right. See me here? Completely unintentional. I just do on a shirt. I just do on something <laughs> warm. It's like a flannel, right? I'm wearing like a like a flannel today. It's a, ECET's got his red shoes on. Unintentional. Yeah. Hashtag Valentine's Day. Right? Yeah. Is this the one you get like pinched or slapped or something if you're not wearing? Or is that St. <laughs> Patrick's Day in Saint green? Day. Okay. I, I can't keep them straight. When Hicken gets here, he's got a great life lesson for all you Googans out there. Of, of all the advice that Dan's given outside the lines, outside the, the field of play, this might be the best. So I won't steal his thunder and go through it. He's reset it a lot through the years. But it has to do with, as we uh, get up this Valentine's Day, it has to do with like making sure before you ever get going down the long road of a relationship, make sure that you know which, which of these little holidays take precedence. Right? Birthdays, you know, Mother's Day, anniversary, Valentine's Day. Where do they fit? Which ones? Which ones are more important? And uh, Hick can expound on that. I'm lucky. I might be the luckiest guy listening. There are those of you right now getting off and going today that you better have already started the Valentine's Day. You know what I'm saying? Like your girl better get up today, and there better be something there already, right? There are some of you that are in that boat today. Um, I got really lucky on on the Valentine. I, I promise you this, ET. We'll do this. We'll do a little social experiment today as I peel back the uh, layers of my private life. Um, I can text. Mrs. P won't get up till about six thirty. Okay, I can text her. Do you know what today is? And she will text me back. No, what's today? Oh, you you lucky man. Oh, you lucky. What a luxury. Huh? How about that? I would almost guarantee it. Now, maybe she'll say Valentine's Day, but will not be at all disappointed when she enters uh, her morning and just finds, like, a slightly messy kitchen. <laughs> that's, a, that's what Valentine's Day will be this morning back at the homestead. But because I'm lucky that way. Then we'll do something over the course. We'll get a little something-something, but it doesn't have to be a big uh, production with me. I'm, I'm like, in fact, I don't, I don't have the ranking like, I didn't have to have that conversation, but good grief, I've been married for 28 years. I should have it figured out by now. Know what I'm saying? Like, I ought to know what the priority, and I think I do, and I think today gets by, no problem. Anniversary, we're all, I bet you Mrs. P would go Mother's Day, birthday, anniversary, Valentine's Day. She had a ranked of four. And the last two don't, this is, this is also a true statement. You want to take the luck a step further? I am a lucky guy, man. Just lucky. Anyway, um, I, I, I'm watching TV one day in April, a couple years back, all right? And I put it on the guide, and I'm watching, and, I, and something you know, on the guide catches my eye. Now, mind you, this is like 4.35 in the afternoon, E.T. You follow? Yes, sir. Watching the cable, got the guide up, I, to, peering. I look at the top. I go, oh, that's interesting. So I, I call... <laughs> this is great 
it says, whatever, Thursday, 422. So I call Mrs. P in and I say, honey, you see that, that date at the top? You know what that means? It's 422. Is that like that pot smoking day thing? Okay. <laughs> Gets better. You know what 422 is? Is it an anniversary? It's my anniversary. <laughs> you got a rare one right and there. And she buddy. said, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. She corrected herself real quick, right? We've done that before. We have actually gotten to a day or two past the anniversary and realized that the anniversary had passed. How lucky is that, huh? Now, I also know, you know, I know when I got to show up, too. Oh, for sure. You know, those are different in different times. I don't want to put this, this you know, Neanderthal image out there that is not. But you got to. I'm saying I'm lucky. If if I needed to be, if I needed to have a, you know, a, a, a line of rose petals to a gift this morning at home, then I would have done it. So you do your thing out there, but I'm just sharing in my, um, in my good fortune with you this morning. So anyway, uh, whether you have yet or still have to, make sure you do what you need to do. Happy wife, happy life. That much I can tell you is 1000% true. Do what you got to do. Uh, the Chiefs are happy. Patrick Mahomes is happy. And TV execs are happy. If you're going to pay that $7 million for a 30-second spot, then it's not terrible news to learn that the Super Bowl drew 113 million people. The third most watched Super Bowl in the history of the game as the Chiefs beat the um, beat the Eagles on that last second field goal. All right. So it's 110 million, I guess, on average, a, a six-year high of 113 million. I have a quick trivia question for you, ET. All right. So the Super Bowl attracted a six-year high 113 million. Um, it was. So I want you to tell me how many watched Rihanna at halftime. 118. 108. So you did the math there, right? You see what just happened there? More people, people watch yes. the halftime show in Rihanna, 118 million, than watched at its <laughs> peak the game, 113 million. What do you have alerts and stuff if you're not watching the game that it can let you know all oh, the halftime shows about to start, Man. or you, you just figure it's coming up soon and you click it over? People, it's word of mouth. It's all over the internet, and then they advertise it all throughout the. Well, oh, Rihanna in two minutes. Rihanna in a minute. So people knew it was let coming. Me, let me ask you a question, dude. If 118 million tune in for her to do that, why don't we see like once a month one of these superstars do a 15 minute concert at 8:15 on? You know what I'm saying? I guess it's in conjunction. They got a lot of help to that 119 for sure. But man, that surprises me that there's literally five million people, six million people jump in for the halftime to watch Rihanna and then go bye bye and off to whatever else they're doing. So um, I thought that was interesting. You know, I don't listen to a lot of Amy Lawrence driving in, typically. Right. But I, 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 she made a fair argument. I had started to think along those lines, but I, I'm going to just be up front with you. I'm going to steal her, you know, some of uh, her, her data or her recollections because they are accurate. I'm going to steal them just a little bit from something I heard, I don't know, 530-ish this morning. So odds are you haven't heard this yet either. But we've kind of scoffed at the Chiefs playing the underdog the underdog card, right? Is that fair? Yeah. yeah I've heard that a little bit. You know, uh, uh, Kelsey has been very vocal about it. Mahomes, you know, even referenced, you know, nobody believed in us, yada, yada, yada. And so immediately we, we scoff. Oh, come on. You got Patrick Mahomes. You got the MVP. You, you, you've 
you've won a Super Bowl already. You're in your third. Yeah, right. You're the underdogs. No one believed in you. We scoff at them like they're just manufacturing this fake underdog role, okay? And then let's hold on a second. E.T., correct me if I'm wrong. The Eagles were about a two, three-point favorite in the Super Bowl. Correct. Okay. All right. Well, there's one notch in the they didn't think we were going to win department. He take me back to when the regular season began during the offseason when the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill, replaced him with a bunch of guys who had never even played for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Meanwhile, the rest of the AFC West, remember, they had caught up with the Chiefs. Correct. Oh, the Chiefs may not even be the favorite in their own division. We said pretty loudly. Oh, there's a season-long implication of, oh, well, yeah, Tyreek Hill's gone. There goes their deep threat. The, the West is better. Oh, here comes Russ. Oh, yeah, it's... it's I'm not going to go so uh, so far as to say that you're some Cinderella story. You're the top seed in the AFC. By the way, a, a, a timely reminder for us and our football team as we develop into contender status, and, and again, and I say that uh, like assuredly, not in case or when, you know, we're going to. We're there. Next year, the Jaguars are a double-digit win team, and so to take that a step further, Look how important that home field is. Look how important it is. Does Kansas City beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville? Do they beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati? Maybe they do, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Exact role reversal, and the Jags had the better record, and Kansas City had to come to Jacksonville. Patrick Mahomes got hurt in the first quarter. Chad Henney got the ball, you know, inside his five. You You think he's going that distance? Against a hostile crowd? You think the Chiefs are bouncing back and beat? I, I'm not sure. Jags may have won that game at home this year. Cincinnati, it, very easy to say they would have won the game. They beat them twice in Cincinnati. That was part of that three-game win streak that, that Joe Burrow had over the Chiefs. So, not this isn't to diminish Kansas City at all. They were the top seed, and, you know, away they go. It's to point out the importance of having that home field. Because who knows what would have been had they not. And so the next step for the Jaguars is to tack on, if possible, that, that second home game. Schedule gets a lot tougher. We're going to look more in the offseason when we uh, come back on the other side. But the schedule gets a, gets a lot tougher. You're going to play that first-place schedule. You're going to play Cincinnati. You're going to play Buffalo. You're going to play Kansas City. You're out of NFC division opponent that you cross over and play. It's going to be a first-place team. I, I think the Jags are ready for that challenge, though. Man, what what an exciting offseason it's going to be as we continue to see this team mature. And I think it's go, we're going to see a lot of what we saw in the last six, seven games from the get-go next year. We're, we're going to see that kind of execution, uh, those kind of outcomes. We're, we're going to get them from, from the start. We're not going to be sitting in October talking about a 4-7 and seven football team. We'll be talking about a 7-2 and two football team. Six and three, something in, in that um, something in that neighborhood, I would say. Yeah, 113 million, the third high, uh, most viewed television program in history, and the third highest Super Bowl. The the Patriots have the top two. That that terrific game with Seattle was number one. Yeah, it was all right. And um, and, and then, then the, 28-3. Yeah, oh, the Falcons blowing that game. Ouchie. All right, so I uh, you know you can't help it in today's Instant gratification, talk soup opinion. 
that, that you know a topic came up and it's just like it just came way way too quickly now i'm not always listening i don't want to be guilty of just reading what the headline is either on screen or on you know on television or, or on your computer screen but i mean let's slow the roll on mahomes is the goat already i mean you want to have a conversation could he be the goat okay but we are many moons away from even getting there you want to talk about could he be on pace to be um, that also is a fair conversation. He's got two in his first six years. No one's done that. Two MVPs and two Super Bowl championships in his first six years. No one's done that. It's pretty clear he in a in an era where a quarterback play is so good right now. There are some really good, respected quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Many of them young, and he is head and shoulders the best of that group. There'll also be some some bullets in the arsenal if we want to have that conversation down the road. But that's sports, man. It, it, this is a fair question. Let me speak out the other side of my mouth. All right? E.T., I'll ask you. You've been watching football a long time. There's no wrong answer. I'm not going to argue your answer, but I'm just curious, okay? You got a Super Bowl tomorrow. And you can have, in, in his prime, you can have Tom Brady, quarterback in your team, or you can have Patrick Mahomes, quarterback in your team. Go on, Thomas Edward Patrick You're going Brady. Brady. Yeah, no, 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 no thought. No, yeah. no thought. Okay. the The hardest thing about sports is the comparison. It's the hardest thing. It, it, we see it with LeBron and Jordan, and Jordan before that. And you have to also understand this as we continually have these conversations. This this whole idea, this whole argument about the goat, that's a relatively new phenomenon. That thing said that kind of talk didn't start about different players and different sports really until. Till the 2000s. It just didn't. Michael Jordan just kind of established himself as the GOAT because of the worldwide impact he had from Air Jordan to Dream Team to the six titles. And so, voila, without any argument against Kareem or Wilt or anyone else, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Not that people haven't claimed it. I mean, Muhammad Ali, famously, every fight, I'm the greatest of all time. Well, guess what that means. But the, the, the argument about this player versus that player is... That that's a relatively new one, and it's been it. It's not, by the way. It's it, it's a very topical conversation because what we've seen in the two thousands, to wit, Tiger Woods has chased down Jack Nicklaus, who we didn't have to call him the goat. We just called people the best that ever play, you know, played or until somebody made a run at him. So we've had we had Tiger chasing down Jack, trying to. We've had Tom Brady winning more Super Bowls than anyone in history, doing unbelievable things, establishing himself as the front face on the Mount Rushmore in NFL history. And we've had LeBron make a run at Michael Jordan. So the the GOAT now is just, it's almost like the first thing you think about immediately. You get anybody young doing anything. GOAT, 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 GOAT. Is it inconceivable that if we had this conversation in 10 years, that Patrick Mahomes may have gained some ground on that real quick answer you gave me. No. Because here's the deal. And by the way, I would agree with Brady. I think the long term, it does it. But Tom Brady also had almost two playoff careers. Tom Brady won some of those first two or three with a lot of defense. You know, low games, Vinatieri kicking winning field goals to win 20-17. to 17 Or, you know, it... it, it Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs win because he puts them on their back offensively in, a, in an era where you better score points. Now, look, the other side of that is Brady has done the same thing. 
that the second stage of his career, he did it. He threw for all those yards against Atlanta, threw for all those yards and a loss against Philly, threw for all those yards. I just, I will, I do wonder this. Again, agreeing with your stance on Brady. I, too, think Brady's more than deserved, and that, you know, I started this. It's way too early to put Patrick Mahomes in that category. But I do wonder this. As to that question, how many Super Bowls does it take before you wonder, well, maybe Patrick, just skill set and football skill is every bit as good as Brady. So if you have everything else being even, the same personnel around you, the same defense, the same opponent, probably a razor-thin margin of who you would have more success with, Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes. Understand this, Patrick Mahomes on a bum right ankle against the leading pass rush and sack team in the NFL did not get sacked. In fact, ran for 40-plus yards. You know, Patrick Mahomes set an NFL record this year in yards from scrimmage? Passing yards uh, and rushing yards combined. No one's ever had more combined passing and rush yards in a season than Patrick Mahomes had this year. Going to be, in some ways, a fun watch. And another is a stressful one. That's what you're going to have to go chase down if here in Jacksonville. That's what we're going to have to do. One, one, just one take with the the Mahomes and, and Brady thing that that I have to like. Why I automatically go with with Tom Brady? Let's not forget, Tom Brady beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Yes, he did. And I think he also may have gone out there with New England and beaten him before he left. Bam! Right? They got it in overtime. They drove down. They scored. Scored the touchdown. And Mahomes was already being considered really good. They both were in their prime. Sure. Now, I don't want to get ahead of myself. That may have still been Alex Smith that Brady went and beat, but I don't think it was. I think Brady beat, yeah, 2018 would have been Mahomes' rookie year, and he lost to the Patriots at home, right? So, yeah, no, look, I again, he's got my vote. Right. A long way to go. It's not even close right now. If you surveyed 100 people, 100 might say Brady. But I'm just saying, let's Conversation's go. Conversation's going to happen. Yeah, that conversation. Oh what, you gosh, know, what if he yes. gets to what if he gets to five? Right, that and wins five MVPs. Yep, it's going to happen. And if this dude stays healthy, by the way, all these unbelievable passing yardage totals, he's going to climb up. Now, no one's going to get to Brady because the dude played just twenty something years, dude. I mean, it's psycho that way. But um, anyway, just some lingering thoughts that I had from the the Chiefs Super Bowl win as we kind of now regroup. And we come back on the other side, a little off-season look ahead. I've cherry-picked off a couple of columns I've read, you know, just about what some of the important issues are, not uh, around the league, um, how the Jags may fit into some of those nationwide views, and then a more uh, localized view here that I will incorporate a mock draft. I'm, I'm developing a strong early scouting feeling. And again, this is just, a, this is my gut, all right, from as to what the Jaguars are going to do with that first-round pick. Like, I'm almost willing to predict the position and maybe even the player, although a lot of sorting can happen when it comes to how you rate those guys between now and then. Feeling stronger and stronger about what I think the Jaguars are going to do with that first-rounder, and I don't think it's what most people think. And, by the way, it could be completely wrong, but it it is a thought, and I'll share that with you. We'll look at some of these other off-season uh, storylines from both around the league and and that are especially the ones that strike uh, close to home here. Speaking of goats, you know, very under the radar because it was Super Bowl weekend, but Tiger Woods committing to play in the Genesis this week. He's got a press conference today, 
It's that it is the tournament that he hosts. He's like the host of that tournament. Pretty sure, ironically, it's the site of where he had the the bad car wreck. He was there, not playing then, but he was there in his hosting role. And going right, so right near that golf course is where where he had uh, his accident that has set him so far back now. So we'll see what kind of health he brings, but certainly an impact. We got brunch with the tour today, so we'll talk about that and more. Also, update you on how the picks went. Uh, last week, we've got the Lockett Law High School report. Oh, I guess my Valentine, if I had any Valentine's Day afternoon evening plans, those will get cut into today. Today, I'm the sacrificial lamb from 1010XL who trots onto a basketball court near you and onto YouTube to embarrass himself against one of the area's top sharpshooters. I got to go over to Pontevedra High today at 4 o'clock. We got kids. Shooter in the house. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, again, open book here. I'm going to be completely honest. I haven't touched a basketball. That's not fair. I probably picked one up around the house and put it somewhere. Right. I haven't shot a basketball in at least a year. At least a year. I don't know. It may be be two years, three years, you know, actual play in any kind of game. It was probably one-on-one against my kid, one of my kids six years ago. It's been a long time since I've shot the basketball. Okay. That being said. You know the old phrase, like riding a bike? <laughs> yeah, I... Okay, shooter here. Shooter here. You hear me? I'll throw it out there. I'll drive the, I'll drive the mass uh, audience to the YouTube stream, buddy. I'll call my <laughs> shot. Now, I know Pontevedra, a basketball, they, they got the playoffs coming up. I've got to keep team morale high. You know what I'm saying, ET? Right. So, certainly, I'm not going to go there and just... You know, embarrass and, and defeat one of their, you know, one of their top guys. I don't know if that would be good for, for team confidence. But I'm telling you this: your boy here is between the time that I get off of work and take couple, uh, uh, take care of a couple of things, and go down to Pontevedra High this afternoon for said challenge. Your boy's gonna be swinging by and, and buying a basketball somewhere, and <laughs> he's gonna be going. To, I'm gonna be going to the park like I'm 27 again. All right. Your guy here has put in a lot of my, a thousand miles of playing park basketball here in Jacksonville, but it's been many, many roads ago. I loved that, man, when I was younger. Back in the day, man, you like could just find the runs, Like 20, man. 20, when did I even come to Jacksonville? I was 24. Yeah, like from tw- age 24 to 35, almost into my 40s. I used to take my, I can remember when I was living in Manor and I, I would take my, they were toddlers. They were like two or three and I'd sit them in the playground. I played over at Burnett Park. Hours. Oh, those were the days. Then you get older and busier and fatter and stuff starts to hurt and you're relegated to being set shot Bob. That's what I'll be today. Set shot Bob, but you better watch it. Bob's got a stroke. That's Bob all I'm got saying. a J. Bob's got a stroke. That J doesn't have a lot of loft on it, but uh, anyway, we got the Lockett Law High School report later. Um, again, take care of your Valentine. No, read the room. Know your situation. Is there something you knew to have done already? Right? Or do you something you need to make, uh, you know, take care of later today? Or are you like me in this very, very lucky minority that your Valentine is blissfully unaware that it's even Valentine's Day? I'm going to get the answer to that question perhaps in the break. When we return, you're listening to The Drill. It's Cow and Chuck Accessories Tuesday. we got ETN today. That's kind of against the spirit of Valentine's Day love, but we'll put up the Dukes. 
I'm thinking about introducing a new song, E.T. Oh, snap. I'm going to run it by you in a break. I'm going to tell you where it would pick up and go. I know Tennessee Whiskey is a big hit, but I've carried Chris Stapleton to the Super Bowl National Anthem. <laughs> right. I can't take him much further. And he ripped it, too. He ripped it. So I might jump now on a, you know another potential superstar. Who knows? I'll have him in the Super Bowl next year. Just saying. Did they do the demo research on that? No? This is the drill. All right, well, it is official. We're making a song changeover. E.T., thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Oh, I gave it two thumbs up. I don't want to build. I, listen, I'm not going to. I'm not going to pander like my man did the, the, the day he was contender uh-huh. against it, right? Uh-huh. I know he hears me right now getting in that car. Yeah, I'm not going to. And this normally ain't in my, this is my, not my speed. But. Of course, no, but I had a feeling you'd like it. Yeah. I had a pretty good, in, I had a, I, you know, good intuition there, I think. I'm going to wait until the next break, and we'll get to the bottom of this. We'll find out if Mrs. P does, in fact, have any clue that today's Valentine's Day. I submit no. And again, then I, it fits right into, oh, he's got my coffee. Thank you, sir. It's my guy. Red shoes. Cupid. Eros. <laughs> I read somewhere, I saw the headline that Valentine's Day actually has some macabre dark background. I went right by that. No, it doesn't. No, it don't. No, it don't. It's got little... Dollar signs. By the way... It, there's one Valentine's, take this from a former sweet tooth, a culinary expert when it comes to the confections of this holiday, okay? Nobody can break down a Brock's, you know, caramel peanut cluster heart or a Reese's, you name it, buddy. I've been there a ton of times. Airheads, nerds, now and laters, man. If it's a Valentine's Day thing, there's one Valentine's Day ki- uh, candy that continues to outlive time. And in fact, I'm not sure that this year's batch wasn't made in my birth year. But those little hearts that are, what the hell are they? They're like, they're like chalky little, chalky little yeah. disgusting. Trash. How, how have those lasted? All? They're still around, aren't they? Gotta be. Have we not figured out we can write the message on something that actually tastes good? Those chalky little, and they always fool you like, mmm, sweet tarts. Ah, I know. Abort. What are those? Trash. And that's, I mean, is anybody like those? Like, a lot of people think candy corn are trash, but you can find some candy corn supporters. I like candy corn. Go find me one of those chalky heart supporters. They're just terrible, man. And yeah, we've all eaten a hundred of them, haven't we? I had my fair share. Yeah, at some point, but they're just gross, man. What are we doing? 2023. We gotta be better. Chalky hearts. All right, so this is where I'm at. Pro Football Focus has uh done their mock draft. Put it out yesterday. Um they got Bryce Young and Will Levis going one and two. So, and by the way, that includes the Colts trading up to the top spot. So, and the Texans going with Levis instead of C.J. Stroud. Again, so this this is going to sort. It's going to sort. We have guys that are in the top three that go to the bottom of the first, and vice. You know, maybe not from the bottom of the first to the top three, but you can make a rise. I would suggest to you the the first mock drafts that came out last year had Trayvon Walker nowhere near the number one pick. You might find one here or there that had him in the top six or seven, but he was not anywhere near that that slot that the Jags took him. 
And that's not a shot at the Jags and where they took them, but just how much fluidity we'll have here over the course of the next, you know, couple of months up and until the draft. But in this mock draft, pro football focus suggests what I think the Jaguars will do. I don't know if this is going to be all super popular. Uh, actually, I'm, I misspoke. They went in a direction that will be super popular. There's a name out there that I think is going to emerge in a position that I think ultimately the Jaguars, if the fit is right, I think that they'll end up settling on. Maybe that guy went, uh, did he go earlier in this draft? No, he didn't. I think the Jaguars will take an offensive tackle, Lee. Big kid out of Tennessee, Darnell Lockett. There's another couple like him. Just a big replacement tackle because, again, I just don't see Jawan Taylor fitting financially. I just don't. I mean, everyone keeps saying they're going to, you know, to re-sign Taylor and Ingram. I that The money you would pay Taylor can now go to a rush, a rush end, can go to another position of need. You have two proven tackles. I think it's fair to say Walker Little's now proven. He played important football down the stretch. When they're winning games, they have to win. And he went unnoticed. Yeah. Graded very well, by the way. And so I'm not saying that you you can't deplete the position, but you now you get your next Walker Little. And well, you can't draft a guy in round one that, that you're not going to play. You can when you're a contender. Now, maybe it's too early to do that because Cam has got the five-year deal. Walker Little's still early enough in his but he's probably only got one more year after this one, right? So do you do you spin the wheel now? It's going to depend on like you know some future scouting. What do you see at the position? What what is out there? And maybe an under the radar veteran free. And maybe they go that route. Maybe they keep Taylor. I'm not saying they don't. I just for me, I don't, I don't see how that ultimately in the long run makes sense. I just think the money that's going to be offered him from other places is is not going to fit within the parameters of what they can replace him with already in-house. Now, that you still got to go get that depth. I get it. And that's where, to me, if one of these offensive tackles that really suits their eye is there at 24, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they went tackle. I don't think many people are predicting that. But I'm not so sure it's not a bad move. Look, when it comes to playmakers, we had our draft at the trade deadline. We're bringing in Calvin Ridley, who is NFL-ready and a potential star. I'm not I'm not spending top of the draft cachet on the receiver position. There's just no way in the world I'm doing that. Got to continue. You got to develop a couple of these young guys you had, whether it was a kid you pulled off of Cincinnati's practice squad, whether it's Tim Jones. You know, you got to get younger and, and hopefully develop and, and, and let one of those guys emerge. I don't think you go high there. Now, the position that pro football focus goes with for the Jags in round one is one that many, and this one makes sense, and I would not be opposed to this. I'm not even saying I want them to draft an offensive tackle. I'm saying I kind of think that's where they're going to end up settling if one of these guys with real high value is there. But then again, they may wait and and address that in round two. That's certainly possible and might be the better strategy. Because Dalton Kincaid is a big, talented tight. It's a deep tight end draft. There are some potential playmakers. Well, you know, Evan Ingram can play such of kind of an H-back that I feel like you could employ Evan Ingram and a Say Travis Kelsey. I'm not saying that's what you get with a first rounder, but I think this offense within Doug Peterson could play those two tight ends. You know, Ingram primarily operating as a mismatched uh, receiver, and that wouldn't be overkill. 
So it, the fact that they re-sign Ingram, if they do, I, I still think there is plenty of room in this offense for a productive tight end. And Dalton Kincaid is a kid from Utah. Now, if if the Jags do lose Evan Ingram in free agency, then I bet tight end is the pick in the first round because there is a there are a host of names there that seem to fit uh, in with that value. Yeah, not to go too far into in into the future. I not going to go mock draft crazy every day, but we're starting to see a little bit of crystallization, something that won't be complete until the the on-field workouts and, you know, the combine, and then it's still not complete. You'll see the names shuffle around and some of the rumors either start or keep going all the way up until draft day, won't we? All right, so CBS Sports did a, a look ahead to next year, early Super Bowl odds, five teams to watch, and five key off-season storylines. The five key off-season storylines uh, are not necessarily Jaguars-related. The five teams to watch perhaps should be. Uh, off-season storylines, these are valid, right? What's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? Apparently, the Jets have asked about a potential trade. Man, I, I think if you're the Jets, you do what you got to do to make that happen. While Ro- If Rodgers is committed, I think you get another two or three years of high-level play, don't you? Absolutely. He really fell off this year statistically as passer rating, all the other production stats. He really fell off this year. Are we sure? Certainly a better option than what the New York has been running out of there for a decade. So, I don't know. That's one to keep an eye on. Uh, what happens with Lamar Jackson? Don't we all believe at the very least he'll be franchised? At the least. Yeah, I can't see. Unless the... The, the only other... Possibility would if the Ravens pulled a trade with somebody up top and could, they could get that rookie quarterback they're eyeing, but I, that's awful risky. They've got an MVP on their own roster. Um, which of the other elite quarterbacks get extended? This is not to me a key offseason storyline at all. If you have a Joe Burrow or a Jalen Hurts or a Justin Herbert, you're going to extend them. Y'all have fun. Um, how will Sean Payton restore the Broncos? Uh, Denver better hope he restores them a lot more than last season's acquisition, Russell Wilson. But this was interesting. Five teams to watch. Uh, they say the Bears, Giants, Jets, Rams, and Jacksonville Jaguars. Here's what they write about our Jags. The Doug Peterson revival peaked on Super Wildcard weekend when Trevor Lawrence finished strong to confirm the club is built for real down the road. Now former Falcon star Calvin Ridley should be coming off suspension to boost their aerial attack and their young D-line is still coming into its own. If they can shed some salary, make other upgrades on the margins, they're poised to make a noise in the changing AFC South. Yeah, I would take it a step further. I I think they are poised uh, to make noise in the AFC. Yeah, it's going to be noisy in the AFC South. We're going to be stomping on helmets on the way to the division title. It's going to be awful noisy if you're in Houston and you're getting ear-holed twice next year by the teal and black. Yeah, I'll take um, I'll, I'll take our odds in the AFC South for uh, this season and a lot of seasons to come. Let's come back with football fix. The uh, news notes headlines from around the National Football League, all packaged up for you as we are churning along on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Uh, we got ETN coming up at the seven o'clock hour. Brunch with the tour is uh, back today. We've got the Lockett Law High School report, and uh, most importantly, the answer to the question, the Valentine's Day question, when we come back as well. You're listening to the drill on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. <laughs> uh, nothing at all. All right. Um, from the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures, a uh, Guggen has sent me a picture. 
of those little sweetheart hearts, those chalky little poison pills. And he said, my kids got that, got, got this this morning. To which I replied, you sadist. Like just, in, just, just like, just like pain, don't you? Um, we've got more though from the uh, Valentine's Day uh, attack uh, from the text. I'm taking my wife out for Taco Tuesday, tacos and margaritas. She's happy. There was no way to top using the big orange course last year, so I needed a buck for a year. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, you set you set that high bar. You got to be uh, uh, careful. I've definitely started. One said on the text line, flowers, card, and chocolate-covered strawberries already given. Gift when we get home. Steak and crab cake cooked for dinner tonight. boy. See, again, you just got to know. It's cool either way, but you got to know. I had another, uh, somebody else said he was, his wife on Saturday said, hey, I'm sorry, I missed Valentine's Day yesterday. And he's like, oh, well, that's okay. It's actually Tuesday. And then they both realized, oh, I guess we've got it taken care of. High fives. That's more like mine, right? So, yeah, I pulled off the sociological experiment in the break. And I called my better half. And I just, uh, first thing I asked her, she was up and going already. I said, hey, do you know what today is? Silence. 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 Felt like it was like a minute. But she could tell she was being quizzed. So that kind of like, put her antenna up a little bit. And then after about 15 seconds, she goes, oh, 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 gosh, it's Valentine's Day, blah, 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 blah. That counts as no. She had no idea it was Valentine's Day. Because I even texted her. If I had to text you, do you know what today is? What was your text back? No, what is it? So winner there. I But but more important, and again, I'm going to let Hicken uh, lay out a very great life lesson. Of all the lessons he's given us through the years, this is like one of the best for all those of you who are starting down the relationship path. There's a conversation you need to have with your Guganella or with your Gugan, all right? and But I'll, I'll let Hick share that. That's his original material. I don't want to, you know, copyright and infringe. But I did tell you, I never had that specific conversation, but I did say after almost 30 years of marriage, I should know the order, right? Didn't I say that, E.T.? So I did when you I was did. on the phone with Mrs. P, uh, reminding her that it was Valentine's Day uh, and that I, as usual, had done nothing and expected the same from her. I said, okay, I want you to send for me in priority order these four. Uh, uh, Birthday, Valentine's Day, anniversary, um, Mother's Day. Those are the four. And I predicted to you what the order would be. I said her order of in priority, which by the way, by inference means, okay, this is the priority of you better, you know, have your ducks in a row. I nailed it. Number one was Mother's Day. I knew that'd be it. That would be the favorite. Number two, birthday. Birthday's important. We want the birthday remembered. Three, anniversary. I told you the story. We realized many years after the anniversary, it was the anniversary. And then, and then last on the list was Valentine's Day, which is why it's perfectly okay when she goes out to make her coffee this morning, it'll be in a slightly messy kitchen. That's how you stay married, my friend. Without anything, without, you know, any much else. Fire the band. We got a football fix. I'll sing some love songs to you via the National Football League. Well, Jets, your uh, future quarterback may still be up in the air, but congratulations. You've hired a guy who's worked a lot with Ryan Tannehill. Okay, you want to kick those tires. Uh, it's Todd Downing. I think Downing may gotten fired because of a DUI or something in Nashville this year. He's also worked with Derek Carr, so maybe a couple of names to because the Jets got to do something at quarterback. That that Mike White ain't the answer, and Zach Wilson has been a, a bust. 
No other way to look at it. The number two pick, and he's you he should be established right now, right? They should be having the kind of hopes that you have with Trevor or Herbert or even Fields. Oh, that could have been us. Oof. Thank you, Frank Gore. Again. Um, Andy Reid quickly shot down any notions of retiring, not returning. Yeah, he'll be back. They'll be running it back. The Chiefs are with that wonderful pairing of Reid and Mahomes. As for offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, there's been rumors that this could have been his last game, but Andy Reid did say that he hopes if Eric Bieniemy is leaving or leaves, it'll be to run a show. In other words, to be a head coach somewhere. Do we have any openings left? The Colts? Yeah, the Colts are still open. That's it. Isn't that the only one? There was only like three or four this year. Panthers hired Frank Wright. Broncos hired uh, Sean, Sean Payton. Payton. It might just be the Colts. No, uh, D'Amico Ryans went to the to the Texans. Texans. I think it's just the Colts left. Lane Johnson's going to have to have surgery. The uh, Eagles all-pro tackle played through uh, some pain in, in the Super Bowl. You, you want to talk about the Super Bowl and its drawing power. 113 million viewers, third most watched television show in U.S. history. All three are Super Bowls. The only two that got more viewers than Super Bowl 57 were two Patriots games. The top rated all-time was that thriller against Seattle and then the comeback win over the Atlanta Falcons ranked second football has changed if you breathe on the quarterback these days they'll throw you in jail the game was played much differently back in the 70s and and 80s they killed each other man and so if you got the reputation for a dirty player back in the day save me bro they make uh, Vontez Burfecht look like a flag football player what these guys did back in the day and a guy who was at one time known as the dirtiest of the dirty has died at age 72. Conrad Dobler uh, started 125 games with the St. Louis Cardinals, New Orleans Saints, and Buffalo Bills. In 1977, made the cover of Sports Illustrated with the title, Pro Football's Dirtiest Player. Gone at the age of 72. That's Football Fix. You're welcome. Brought to you this morning by me. Hick and Arrival and more come your way next. You are listening to The Drill. It's Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Ladies and gents, please put your hands together as Dan Hicken enters the studio. It's a new one, the air violin. I think you do that better than the guitar, to be honest with you. You know it! Still got his chin to the side like he's holding the violin. When yes, he said that. sir. What's up, E? What they do, Dano? Jeff. Yes, sir. Super Tuesday. I don't think there's any voting. You though. know what that means? Super Tuesday. It's Valentine's Day. You better, you better get check yes. that box off the ballot. I already took care of it. Nice, nice job. Very unimportant day in our lives. I heard somebody say it best. Valentine's Day is a survive in advance day. You don't want to win. No blowouts. Survive in advance. <laughs> you have to know. You've always said you got to know. You got to know the order. You got to know the order. You got to know just in case there's a slip up here. I told there. the kids that yesterday. Yeah. Kids. Teaching. Molding young minds. Here's the thing. Yeah. You want to have the successful relationship with the significant other. And you're ready to make that next step. You think this is the one. 
you must learn the value of each of the holidays. Yeah, you got to know in order. You have to know. So that you know the can't if, miss. Hey, we had our first date on February 17th is important or not important. You have to know the order because they genuinely, the ladies get hurt if you don't, if you let a, an important one slide by. And in my world, it's anniversary Christmas, one, two punch, birthday, and then we're in good shape. I've never had the talk, but through the years, I have gleaned a very accurate priority list because I asked her this morning, if you had to put these hypothetically in priority, and I included four, I included anniversary, Valentine's Day, birthday, and um, anniversary, birthday, I can't even think of the fourth now. Christmas. No, it wasn't Christmas because Christmas, I just assume, wins for everything. Mother's Day. Mother's Day. That was the one. So I asked, and I and I nailed it. I know importance. I know that because, like, the point was the point being, Dan, is, and it proved out. We did the little experiment on air. I called Mrs. P during the break at uh-huh. about 630 and asked uh-huh. her, did she know what today is? And she had no clue. And I, and I just do that under the framework. I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Okay. And you know the story about the, the, the anniversary blowing by a couple days before we even realized. You've heard those stories through the years. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, oh, I, yes. and I consider myself in the uh, among the lucky ones that that it's not. Uh, I don't have to grind on that. Yes. But I nailed the order. They are. I knew it would be Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Mother's Day. I knew it would be. Uh, yeah. And you can't. If we were get, playing the newlywed game. I would have got it. I would have swept the category. The important thing there is again, it might not make sense to you, but you can't question. Yeah. You got to go. That's mo- her day. Yeah. That's her day. Sure. I always said I'm that. You're not my mother. No, that doesn't work. Yeah. They're the mother of your You're children. You're not my mother. Yeah, Why do I have to treat? But I don't do yeah, that. Yeah. It's not worth the, no. if it's important to her. That argument is less than it used it to be. Place it in the top tier. I'll give the women. And take care of it. I'll give the girls or society or Hallmark or whoever deserves the credit. I'll give them the credit. That has changed through the years. It's more expected out of the, the spouse or the other parent. To help honor that Yeah, day. it's not fair. It's still a Mother's Day, and she is a very important mother as the mother of your children. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're probably... But, so, that's not why it is for her, though. For her, it's just what Mother's Day is. That's her mm-hmm. favorite one. The kids, the whole thing, the church. That's excellent. Church, going out to eat. That's excellent for us, because my birthday is always around. I was yeah. born on Mother's oh, Day. Oh, just trade off. We'll do nothing so. for each other. No. For <laughs> us, as in you and me. Therefore, if you're taking care of your wife while you're out there, go oh, ahead and give yeah, me a gift. sure. Yeah, I've done that many years. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's um, fa- fantastic. So it goes Mother's Day, and I, I this is the order I thought it went: Mother's Day, birthday, mm-hmm. anniversary, Valentine's Day, which means today's a throwaway. Where's Christmas? Christmas, I said that's just at the top. Oh, okay. I don't even ask that. I knew it would be one. Oh, okay. But then, well, it, but however the, but, it is, but she. It's so funny though. You say that she answered and she included Christmas, even though I didn't include it in the list. <laughs> but she had Christmas actually too. That's how important it is to okay. her. Though. Yeah, yeah. Don't mess it up. Telescope. Oh, yeah, well, you can't mess up Christmas. Uh, telescope. I'm fine with the telescope. You guys tried baiting her. She didn't fall for that. She loves me wholeheartedly. There's no issue with the telescope. No, there's no issue. She's put together. Man, y'all, y'all worry about your own house, man. Uh, we're not worried about it. I'm good in mine. That's great. Yeah. You go picking through your... This guy, by picking. the way. Okay, here we go. I'll go inside another man's living room. You ready for this one, E.T.? Oh, I'm listening. This is an all-timer. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. What is this man 
Do I have a certain hat that I wear every now and then yeah. that this man loses his mind when I wear it? Which it, one is it? The Georgia Tech. Yeah, hat. and what is his reasoning behind me wearing the Georgia Tech hat? Why can't you didn't I go wear to Georgia Tech? Yeah, Thank you're not me. a fan, right? That's 100%. I, so before <laughs> the, didn't go to Georgia before Tech. The that was super, the point. Before the Super Bowl stomping that we pulled off, right. Mrs. P and I stopped by the Casa de Hicken. Uh-huh. Okay, I went inside. The point king, Brooks Hicken, saunters into the room. What does he have on his head, E.T.? What do you got on his A head? Georgia Tech hat. <laughs> I just looked at him. Has I said, he chosen his college yet? I said, you got some. Maybe he's considering Tech. You're some <laughs> piece of work, man. Maybe he wants to follow Holmes Prosser. You, go to and, Tech. And then poor Brooks was taken aback. He didn't know what the heck I was talking about, of course. I had to right, explain right. to him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So mm. there we go. That matches the telescope. <laughs> <laughs> I, Take I, care of your I disagree. Valentine. That's I okay. did, of, course, of course you do. That's fine. No, I got a. Uh, I left her a card this morning, Good. and a. Uh, uh, I bought her. I brought in yesterday some, and this is how important it was. I brought in some. Uh, cho- I know she likes chocolate, so I got her some chocolate cookies. Mm-hmm. And I thought Did you she, eat any of those? No, and I think she put them in a bag, to, for Brooks to take to school. Okay, so I don't think it was a big deal. Okay, yeah, well there you go. But maybe it was. I don't know. But anyway, it's great to be here. It's great to be part of, uh, Super Tuesday edition of the program. We got a busy day today. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to get into uh the off season sort of begins and so with that said i threw out our one-to-one financial poll question of the day what position do you want the jacks to use with the 24th overall pick and obviously a lot hinges on free agency but let's be honest there's not going to be a lot of free agency but if we lose some guys in free agency that may dictate us doing something and i did think of making one of the categories best player available but I chose not to because I thought that's pretty that nebulous. Was, that yeah. depends who's who. I just basically gave you an edge rusher, a cornerback, a tight end, or interior D line. You see that, Et? That's not even it. mentioned in the four. Mm-hmm. Was what? Well, I was talking earlier. I, 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 again, this is an early gut. This could change a lot between now and what filters out, and and depends on what what the Jags do as well. But if one of those big offensive tackles falls to them at twenty four, I would not be shocked if they used that pick there. Yeah, I don't know. But again, I'm with you. I don't think it's in the top four right now of people's yeah. minds. Well, we have over 400 votes in. We got a great, edge rusher. Is that what people want? Well, we got a great race. We got an okay. edge rusher and interior D line, and they're neck and neck 27.7, 26.5. Only, oh, wait. Cornerback has vaulted ahead 36.9. Corner. As we update. Corner 36.9. Tight end just 8.7. They don't want a tight end. I guess they're counting on us keeping Evan Ingram, which is fine. Um, so yeah, so you can vote at the okay all day. He'll post it as well. I, I, we, on Twitter, th- that there's, is. There's room for both Evan Ingram and a, and a big tight end. Yeah. And we looked at it. There was a year where Goddard's by like Goddard's second year, both Ertz and Goddard had very productive years combined for well over 100. Mm-hmm. Ertz caught like 118 for Peterson. I don't think we've seen the ceiling of that position in year one with Ingram. Yeah. yeah. But he's not the prototypical tight end. You know, he can play a little of that mismatch game. Over there in Gainesville, according to On3 NIL, home for NIL deals, collectives, etc. Uh, Florida's Graham Mertz has landed a Range Rover Sports Supercharged thanks to an NIL deal with Essential Motors. Looks like it says Essential Motors of NJ, what might be New Jersey. I don't know. Huh. Quarterback received a discount on the vehicle, which had a retail price of $80,000. Oh, good for him. Congratulations to... Uh, well, that's for all that good. Nice too. Well, it's for yeah. it's it's for all the, those those numbers and wins and stats he's delivered for Florida. I mean, our dealership buys and sells vehicles and ships it nationwide. The agreement does not give Mertz the keys for free, but it does provide a favorable discount um, on it within days of 
Luke Fickle landing at Wisconsin. Mertz announced his intentions to enter the portal. He threw for 2,136 yards, 19 touchdowns, and 10 picks last year. As a highly touted four-star quarterback, has made the move to Florida looking for a fresh start in the SEC. Uh, he's going to have to be the quarterback. That's uh, a bridge guy. Napier and I, continues to say, we'll be in the market in the spring. If, the, if, the, if there presents an opportunity at the quarterback position, there's a player that passes evaluation. We would be in the market for another player there. Right now, it's Max Brown, who's playing baseball, uh, Jack Miller, and Graham Mertz. Oof. Graham Mertz has an edge because he's played 32 games. So he's also signed with Panini America and Pepsi. I just, here's, here's, <laughs> and this just may be a reality that it's going to be hard to get used to as a Florida fan, but it certainly looks like just with one year of watching Billy Napier, you, we're not going to have a 4,000 yard, 30 touchdown passer ever. He's going to run the ball. The dude ran the, the air out of the ball. Mm-hmm. I, and I know Richardson had some big numbers, you know, of his own. So I bring this up because of this. What is the rationale behind the production numbers being down for Graham Mertz? What's the rationale that his numbers aren't aren't real high at Wisconsin? They run. Yeah, they run it all yeah. the time. That's well, guess who plays the exact same way? Yeah. So if Graham Mertz comes in and gives Florida the stat line that he gave Wisconsin, the Gators are going to be six and six. Yeah. There better be something there that they know or see or feel they're going to uncover or you know, and sometimes it happens. You know, so a guy can go from being just a guy for a couple, three years, get in another situation, and be be more than that. But you know, they're excited about the freshman class of receivers. Uh, it's going to have to be like an Ike Hilliard, Reedell Anthony, show it right away kind of year, though, for it to display. There is a video making the rounds on social media. I don't know if you've seen it yet. Patrick Mahomes is being interviewed by the NFL Network. Oh, I saw it, man. And in the background, yeah, his yeah. brother, the goob. Yeah, I saw that. He is a goob. <laughs> I was walking through. He's doing some TikTok he's, dance he's or creating something. creating a video, man. Dance. <laughs> and then he looks like he's getting yelled at, and he, he feigns uh, sorriness. Photobombed. He oh, photobombed his own brother, man. Um, I saw And that. it really defines. He is a goob, but that's a good word. It defines word. the two Mahomes brothers is how far apart they are, right? Did this one even play sports at all? Or I can't we imagine. Know what, he, he looks like he has no athletic ability. I can't imagine. I mean, he, would you? You don't even think he's that good of a dancer, right? No, no, yeah, yeah. He, he don't got no rhythm. Yeah. So, but anyway, that that made me chuckle. Mahomes yesterday made the rounds, uh, Disney Land, with bronze and the little girl and Mrs. Mrs. Pat, uh, and just reveling in the victory and and the the celebration the night before. I believe it was the uh, the band of choice. Might have been the Chain Smokers. I'm not sure. Who was at the Chiefs party? Did we have them at the players one year, I believe, because yeah. they fit right in with you. You were chain smoking at the time, I was. so you thought it was an ode to you. I and was. You, you sat up on the hill behind seventeen. I believe smoked, <clears throat> smoked two packs during the performance. I did. They like to fire up the heaters and just yeah. burn through them. Yeah. So, which is what I did. Yeah, chain smoked them on that particular day. Yeah. But raspy, anyway, raspy for a couple of days. I yeah, ooh. raspy. The the question thus becomes: uh, Are the Chiefs a dynasty? I think the answer in this day and age is yes. It's a close one. Too soon. Five straight AFC championships, three Super Bowls, two Super Bowl victories. I think they've got a great little era here. I don't Ooh. I don't know if they're a dynasty. You don't know? Yeah, no, no, it's too soon. Gotta, not, gotta go they're longer. trending that way. You but need to do 10, soon. 15 well, years. It's a dynasty. I think longer. I guess you got to define dynasty. Right. I think What's you got to. Di- th- what is it to you? Longer. 10 years. You got to have a 10-year. E, what's your thought? How yeah. many do you got to win in 10 years? 
What if you only win three? No, I think that's dy- I think that's dynastic for sure. People don't win three. What other teams have won three ever? In the seventies, it's the Steelers. the Steelers won four. In yeah. the eighties, the, the Niners. Niners. In the nineties, the Cowboys won three. But not quite ten years. But that that's. Did and that, then the rest. But I will say that after okay, that's the Patriots. That's a good point, though. Let me ask you this: Who feels more like a dynasty? Mm-hmm. That that cowboy group of the early nineties or the 49ers of the eighties? I don't know. It's a good. So question. you can't. Okay. Well, then, it, yeah. The, because the Cowboys won three out of four, didn't they? Yeah, but that's it. That was dynasty ish. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Like the 49ers did it for 12, 14 years. The Steelers did it for you know ten mm-hmm. years. 49ers did it with two different quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good. It, I guess you have to define what you think. Yeah, but then again, you can have. You've got. You've yeah. got. But you got to win titles, and Dallas did because if not, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers would be a dynasty, and they're not. Right. They go to the playoffs every year, the top seeds a lot, but they're not, not enough. A lot of years. Right now, Aaron is in a dark room somewhere. I wonder, is it going on right now? Yeah, I was supposed to start uh, yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. I mean, do, mm-hmm. do we have, wouldn't it be great if, I, if we had hey, a, ca- hey, a camera if in I, there? If I was doing it and infrared. I woke up this morning, I was like, yeah, this isn't any fun. I'm going to I'm gonna go get some Chick-fil-A. I'm out of here. <laughs> he's, he's on the ayahuasca. He may think he is Chick-fil-A. I hope he doesn't, like, eat his finger or something. You never know. You know, like, you got to sit there and go, okay, look, I've got to do uh, 96 hours. I've got to do nine. And by the hours. way, text line, you, you can't tell me that he's on that that what he's doing is med- medical. Stop it. He's no, on a hallucinogenic. Say? There are those that say oh. you, you're calling a you know a blackety blackety a who's shut uh, no, stop it. Anyway, so yeah, I don't know. I, I boy, I tell you what, I any one of us would sign up for as a fan of a t- like if the Mets went or the Astros. The Astros the Astros are a dynasty in baseball. Close. No? I mean, no? I think you almost have three I mean, you're asking me on the spot. I mean, it's not fair for me to define, but like 10 years. The Astros are the Chiefs. 10 years, three, they di- go to the three AL- titles. The Astros have gone to the ALCS yeah. five in a row. Yeah, and they got two titles. And they got two titles. I, so I put them kind of like I do the Chiefs. I don't okay. think they're quite dynasty Oof, yet. Boy, that's tough. It's harder to get dynasties in Dynasty's baseball. an important word, though. Like, it's I'll give you one. Here, like, it's also, this is odd. The Red Sox won four. They were never a dynasty. So yeah, different like, people and spread yeah. apart. But it was four within like 12 years. Then. Yeah. But you don't because they'd have a year where they were in last place. Part of being a dynasty is you never, you know, you never ebb back. You're you're always always in it at or near the top, making the all right. But I think it takes more. I mean, maybe it's different for sports. Maybe the were the Braves of the '90s a dynasty? Fourteen straight division titles. Do you you consider that a dynasty? Uh, no, because, because they got they one win. World Series. Yeah. But they went to four more. Yeah, they went to five World Series. They won fourteen straight, the yeah. highest in the history of pro sports. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like a dynasty because they don't win enough titles. Interesting. Anyway, a lot to discuss today. Busy time. Uh, are we doing uh, 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 ETN? ETN. Completely contrary to Valentine's Day and spreading the love. We'll Ooh. we'll just you know. All right, we need we'll a guest, Guggen we'll Judge. Go, we'll go fist to chin is what we'll do. Wouldn't mind Reggie or Roger coming through today. Yeah, I know. Somehow. I do have a new song, but I'm not going to play it up as anything. It'll be played at some point. Oh, you do? Yeah. Is it already in the rotation? It's like in the rotation. you win today, you'll... Yeah. We killed it out. Oh? But this is in no way pandering. We need a guest, Guggen Judge. That's fine. I don't want to hear any more Tennessee yeah. whiskey. Yeah. you're. <laughs> you're don't you Guggen's be told, calling for Hey, it. listen. I told him. I took Chris Stapleton to the national anthem at the Super Bowl. I've done all I can do. Gotcha. He rocked it too, Tennessee man. whiskey, yep. Chris Templeton. He did rock it. You know, I don't know what the metrics show, but I hope there's at least a nod down to what just happened here in Jacksonville the last, you know, six months or so with the mm-hmm. Tennessee whiskey flowing. Oh, six four one ten ten. Guess Guggen Judge. Etn coming up around the bend. Lots to do today. Lockett Law High School Report. 
talk some uh, baseball, baseball season getting underway, and uh, more right here on The Drill. All right, the battle lines are drawn. Yeah, they are. It got testy. Testy in the break. It's not going to be pretty today. The way in, you know, sometimes it's the way in. It gets, gets yeah. a little yeah. It's a little sketchy. Yeah. That happened. E? Yeah. The champ is here! Pum, pum, pum. Patrick has agreed to be our guest Googan Somebody judge. will be the champ. Hello, Patrick. We'll see if my new song can debut me. Oh, We'll see. It's pandering. That's not pandering. Not right. you, may, you may help. <laughs> you, you may hate it. You know, it may be bad. Well, we don't want to hear it is the key. Got we'll thumbs up. Got fireball. thumbs up for me. Two of them. What's going on, Two Patrick? Ooh. Wow. Two thumbs Good up. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, Patrick. Thanks for the time. You know how the game is played. Correct, sir? Let's get on and rock the boat. Yeah, we go ahead and, yeah we're going to go ahead and apologize for any future verbal abuse that's liable to come your way. Dan gets a little <laughs> mouthy. Round one. Oh, this past Sunday. Oh, why does it sound like that? Oh, I don't know. Echoing for No, right, sound cool. fine. Well, this past Sunday, the Super I don't Bowl know. It's concluded. a voice too mature for radio. <laughs> You're right. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl concluded, and during the halftime show, the one and only Rihanna performed. Oh, Rihanna. Um, I think it was an excellent show. Um, I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed it. But next year, it has not been announced who will be performing at halftime. So, gentlemen, if you could handpick anybody to perform at Super Bowl Fifty Eight, who would that be? You know, that's an interesting question from this standpoint. Do I get, like, the foresight of, of being the guy to get the person to do it? Am I also trying to get the ratings? You know what I mean? Because it's kind of different. Listen to me, man. I've been around the block a few times. There's no band out there that I'd be dying to see, but I could do the Super Bowl solid and say maybe Drake. <laughs> no Drake on there, right? I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know Drake's songs. I'm a big fan of his music. But I'm kind of thinking if I want to make the splash that will get the kind of notoriety that can push... Rihanna's record-setting number. I think I'd go Drake. Dan would go Dan Hicken and break out his songs. <laughs> Sweet Jacks of Mine would, Sweet be Jacks of would be a winner, right? Yeah. I get songwriting credit on that, huh? Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. Uh up with people. I'm gonna go with a guy who I know because of his commercials, and I like him, and I'd have, I would have Snoop uh, bring him in, and then I would have Bad Bunny perform. <laughs> Bad Bunny is my choice. anybody anybody want to watch Bad Bunny? I like his I like his I like his beer commercials. So I'm gonna go with Bad Bunny. I'm not hip guy, so I don't really know who the hit guy would be. Drake's been around forever. He does nothing for me. I could care less. Uh, give me Bad Bunny. I could care less. The Beatles. Let's throw some beer during halftime show. Winter Dan. Yeah. Yeah, I'm screwed here. Wow. Dude. I'm screwed. Yeah. Bad Bunny. You don't even know Bad Patrick. Do you know who Bad Bunny is? Honest to God. No. Yeah. Atta boy. He wants some beer come, like me. Come on. Yeah. What are we doing? Round two. Um, we uh we asked this question on Jaguars today. Uh, what will you remember the most about Super Bowl Fifty Seven? If there's one thing, what what will stick in your mind the most ten years from now? <sighs> well, unfortunately for me, the thing that I'll remember most is the way the game ended because it was very deflating for me. So quite frankly. I mean, if you're going to ask me what I'm going to remember, I'm going to take that away. The field conditions, I'll forget about, okay? Uh, Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes going mano y mano, I'm going to kind of forget about. But what I'll always remember is the tug at the end of the game because I, I wanted to see a, a fantastic finish to a fantastic game, and I, I was robbed of that. I think if there's one takeaway that I would have from this year's Super Bowl is that at halftime there was no bad bunny. <laughs> I think that's would have. Oh no! I think that would have. Yeah, with all due respect to Rihanna and her record-setting number, I, 
No Bad Bunny, I think, is what I will think back to when I think of this year. That's what he just said, Patrick. Winner dance. Yes. Yes. Round three. All right, gentlemen, I kind of like this question a lot. And uh, we've, we've been doing a lot of Mount Rushmore-ish yes. questions. And I, and I like The, the irony is I had chosen Bad Bunny as my next song, too. <laughs> Who knew? Who would have known? Oh, uh, well, you have that opportunity. It was Lloyd Perrinke. Maybe right here. So if, yeah. I want uh-huh. you to create a Mount Rushmore. What but, I need is a walk-off song, E.T. They have a walk-off song Right, we got Right, we got to work on that. <laughs> on this Mount Rushmore, gentlemen, I want you to pick the GOAT sure. athlete, okay. musician, Oh, movie man. star. Good Lord. And a historical figure. Now, just to be clear, and I, there's nothing like beating a joke too far past death, but Bad Bunny's ineligible for music, right? <laughs> what are the four choices, please, e? Your choices are one athlete. Athlete. Okay. One musician. Musician. Uh-huh. A movie star. Movie star. And a historical figure. Go, to put on your histo- or your Mount Rushmore. Um, Historical figure. All right. Now, I'm just going to say this. Uh-huh. Patrick, disagree at your own peril. <laughs> Historical figure, Jesus Christ. No, he I'm not doing this. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not doing this. What do you mean? Is that not a historical figure? Is that the, the that's all I'm putting on the Mount Rushmore? How, how about that? Friend? I better be careful who I pair him with here, though, as I go through the movie star and athlete list. Um, the uh, athlete, whew, all time, huh? Uh-huh. And it's just me. It's just you. I'm putting Muhammad Ali on there. Uh, musician? We're going Elvis. These aren't my favorites. This is who I'm putting on oh, there on the time caps. Right. Movie star? <laughs> I'm not going to say Jim Caviezel. I'm not going to do it. It's just that's too far. It border gets borderline blasphemous if I take the Passion of the Christ actor. That's that's, I mean that's just too far. Uh, movie star. Uh, let's go with. Um, uh, gosh, I'm just not a movie star guy, am I? I'm gonna go. Well, I'm gonna go with. I mean, look, there's just one answer here. Actually, we're going Will Ferrell. Will, congratulations. <laughs> you just made. That's mine. You can have yours. That's mine. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Athlete, got all kinds of time over there, you son of a uh-huh. so. I'm going with, I'm going with the babe. Okay. Musical act. Going with Michael Jackson. Damn, Bruce Springsteen cries somewhere, man. He's had two opportunities to go he with Bruce. Cry. Who is the? Uh, <clears throat> what are the other ones? Movie star. Movie star. I'm going with Denzel. Who's my last one? Historical figure. Historical figure. He's acting like he's coming this off the top of his head. This going is, with this is ingenuous. Historical figure. I'm going with Abe Lincoln. That's it. How do you go against Jesus? <laughs> yeah. I know. That's I all know. I had, dude. That was awful. That's all I had. It's about to be 3 1 and playing whatever the hell song he's got. It's not new. <laughs> Round four. All right, this question came right off the, uh, the, the text line. Son of a B. Yes. Let's just say the draft played out in a weird way. Jags are on the clock at 24. One of the the higher-ranking tackles is still on the board, like Broderick Jones or Anton Harrison. Yes. A solid wide receiver is left, whether it's in Jigba, Quentin Johnson, or Addison. Mm -hmm. Edge rusher like Nolan Smith is still there. 
tight end Michael Myers, Osiris Torrance, or a cornerback like Cam Smith still available? With those positions, if those players are ready, mm-hmm. who are you going to get? Who's your pick? So are you telling me that the best or are you giving me specific guys? No, those guys are available. Okay. Like top-ranking guys at each of those positions. I will not take an offensive lineman or tackle. I don't. I don't understand the thought for an offensive tackle. I've got Walker Little. Worst case scenario, I might keep Jawan Taylor. There's no way I'm taking an offensive tackle at 24. That seems silly to me. Okay. Who did you say my edge rushers were? Or did you not say edge rushers? Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith. Uh huh. Ah, uh, boy, this is a tough one. I. And then you said corner or tight end. Correct. Well, I will tell you this. If I don't sign Evan Ingram, I will take a tight end. I will take a tight end. But I think I'm going to take the cornerback. I need someone to – I I, I got to pair somebody with Tyson Campbell, man. I'm taking that cornerback. If I Cam, Cam Smith, South Carolina kid, is available, I'll take him. Yeah, I tell you what I'm taking. This was a quick one to me. I'm just glad you didn't eat mine up, now, whether this registers or not. I Who are the Chiefs corners again? Refresh my memory because I heard of Travis Kelsey. Give me another one for Trevor. Give me that tight end on the other side who would pair magnificently with Ingram, even if Ingram's around. And that, whether it's, you know, the mayor kid from Notre Dame that you mentioned or one of those others, just another dynamic aspect to the part of the line, to the side of the ball that's going to carry us wherever we end up. What round was Travis Kelsey picked in? Third. Winner Jeff. Oh, no. Don't let him. Don't let him bully you. What Patrick. round was Richard Sherman taking? And I mean, I get these pre. You know, I get these. I mean, what was these the last little editorial on tight end? Was I mean, I get editorials from you. I don't know, Kyle Pitts, what, two I or mean, three overall. All I have over here is the huh? whole ETN has been this this pandering nonsense. What are you talking Welcome about? Welcome to Good round race. five. It right and prepare to I mean, die. Unbelievable. Just a bad sh- bunny. I mean, for Pete's sake. Bad bunny was a great answer. With today Again, being Valentine's Day. <laughs> And that, yes. With today being Valentine's yeah. Day, Dan, yeah. you already dropped a little bit of knowledge on the young bucks out there. Thank you. For you that. have to know. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. So if if I'm coming to y'all for some 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 more advice, okay, yeah, uh, there we go. Give Perfect. Me, give me give me one piece of advice. Huh? Give With your lady? Piece of advice. Yeah. Give give your boy a piece of advice. Oh, is it my turn? I believe you have the honor, sir. Huh? Piece of advice for your lady. Very successful in the relationship department. I don't know if my piece is necessarily. <laughs> uh, uh, match yours. One piece of advice. Okay, now this can be broad or this can be flippant, but I, I got to be honest. You want now you, This is the lady you want to be with. Yeah, I'm you never want to mess it up. You yeah, want to be right. with her forever. That's right. This is your girl. If I could tell you one thing, I'll give you one piece of advice that will make that happen. Is that what you're asking me? That's right. Don't cheat on her. Simple as that. Anything else, you work around, you can work out, you can work through. You can work for, and you might be able to work through that one, but if you want one piece of advice to eliminate the biggest roadblock to uh, said good fortune, I would go with that one. I've always lived by four words, and it's four words that sometimes, yeah, you got to sometimes you got to bite your tongue. Sometimes you don't say what right, comes right to, the, to your mind. But if you take these four words when, when she says something that makes you want to go, eh, that's, an, that's stupid. You don't say it. There's four words that come to mind all the time. Happy wife, happy life. If you can keep those four words in your head, you'll last a long time. Today, Valentine's Day. Winter, Jeff. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> what? This is, I, 
This may be the end what of ETN. A, what a comeback. This is a joke. Huh? I Must mean, be for the song. On, yeah, here we go. We got a new song. Throw it, things. I love it. It's hard. Oh. There you go. Yeah. Boom. Slamming doors. Literally ticked. Well played, Badger. Yeah. Go wait in the truck. Yeah, we'll be done soon. Just wait in the truck. <laughs> uh, Patrick, uh, E.T. is going to get all your pertinent information. Oh, no, here he comes. Ah, hold on. There we go. He's on hold. Good luck it's in done. the divorce club. Here we go. Don't cheat on her is <laughs> what he here comes we go. up with. Let's go. That's great I, I don't need to be editorial. Hey, I got an idea. We won. It's a Let's winner, E.T. It's another win. Wait in the oh, truck. Here hey, we go. Just don't yeah. cheat on her. Bad Bunny's you know, got when, advice. When what would Bad Bunny say? Don't cheat. Make sure you use it. A lot. Guess what, honey? He had a I didn't cheat on you. Uh, well, I mean, could we bring any broader? I think that would fit into Happy Life, Happy Wife. Probably. I, I could have. Within the content. I didn't cheat. No waiting in the truck. Yeah, that's it. Cops are coming. Well, we've reached another milestone. A sad one, really, an embarrassing one, but things got physical in the First time. Valentine's Day. Yeah, I mean, of all days, Hick. We're oh, better than that. Oh, my. You push me, I push Hopefully you. Hopefully we can get past it. I assume we would. I don't know. It's a physical threshold was crossed. They get like that sometimes. I guess. Sometimes it do. Yeah. Sometimes it do. Pitchers and catchers report this week. I'm pumped. Let's go. That'll be fun. Sing it. Sing it. Um, so, uh, a reminder, as you mentioned, pitchers and catchers reporting, please come save me, Atlanta Braves, from my sports uh, purgatory. I guess Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime, they're going to get wore out by the next month and a half as my basketball teams, well, stink, and there's really not a whole lot else to watch. So, um, I need those uh, big, bad Atlanta Braves to come around the bend here to give us some sports entertainment that carries through the summer, right? And we should both have nice, fulfilling uh, runs, at least from an interest standpoint. It's always nice to have a team that you're fairly certain is going to be a contender. I would think both the, the Braves and Mets would do that. But don't forget, when you watch your first game this year, some things have changed. So some things have stayed the same. Ghost go. Runner is back. Um, there's a pitch clock. No, no longer a suggestion. No longer some connotation. It's happening. With the bases empty, pitchers going to have to throw within 15 seconds. And um, at, from the point that the catcher returns the ball, and you got 20 seconds between pitches if you've got runners on. This, uh, the next one is a huge, this should be a boon for stolen bases, Dan. Okay. We should hit stolen bases numbers. There's a new rule where you are only allowed to throw over twice in an at-bat. Get them to throw over and you're done. Step off even. Even if you have to step off to get a new sign. So if you step off once and throw over once, guess what? My man can take off from first. You can't hold him on. You can't throw over. Mm-hmm. Um, so that potentially could be huge. The shift is gone. They voted it out. If you've been an anti-shift guy, congratulations. The defense now has to position two infielders on each side of second base. Right. And all I mean, four- you can shift some, but you can't shift like they've been shifting. You're, you're not playing short right field anymore. All infielders have to be on the infield dirt or infield grass. You can't even back up into short right field. That may be going a little bit too far. If your guy's on that side already, that that got to be in the dirt. Got to be in the dirt. That's big. The bases are bigger. Thank goodness. 
I don't know how. I, I'm still confused. It, they just make them bigger, like outside and lengthwise. Like, how do we do this and still maintain the right measurements? Distance. Yeah. I, I guess know. you're just. I guess it's bigger out on the to the foul territory. I guess so. And then the one out in the middle is just gonna look like some. This is gonna look like something weird for a while. I, we're gonna notice that 18 instead of 15 inch bases. Uh, so there you go. Those are the three big ones. Yeah. Um, by the way, some of the minor leagues are already going to the to using the they used to call it Quest Tech. I don't know what they call it now, but the the computerized strike calls. They need to do this because I want to tell you guys this right now. While NFL officials are in your sights a little bit, NFL officials look like Einstein compared to their Major League Baseball brethren, who are the most incompetent, blind, ridiculously horrible arbiters of social justice, uh, sports justice. I mean, in the history of sport. Home plate umpires can't look past the fat on their chin to call balls and strikes accurately. They are literally a foot away from the play they have to call. At least an NFL ref is chasing around gladiators who are picking and clawing and scratching and fighting each other. These fatsos sit right behind home plate with the play right in front of them and regularly miss. So get the computerized strike zone in as fast as possible if you ask me. I don't know if you know this. I don't like I don't like. Baseball umpires. You know what's amazing is we have hardly scratched the surface, and I, I assume it's because Florida is just such a mediocre college basketball program, and Florida State's been awful. We just don't talk much college hoops this year, and you know we're heading, we're steamrolling towards March here, and things are going to happen here, and we're, everybody's going to be like, "What? What's going on? Who's in? Who's out?" It'll be. Be interesting to see going forward how the bracketology works, but and you got some weird stuff going on this year. Like Kentucky's not in the tournament right now. Kentucky and North Carolina both on the bubble is the biggest national story. North Carolina was number one in the preseason poll. Yeah, number one. I don't know how that team that got so hot with the same personnel, everyone's back. Baycott came back, and Leaky Black is back, and uh, Jones is I mean, everyone's back. Caleb Love is back. That team's basically intact. Yeah. And they went all the way to the championship game, and they, they can't get out of their own way. They lost at home to Miami last night by double digits. Yeah. And Kentucky is, which if they could play Florida every week, then they go, you know, 16-0 and in the league. But unfortunately, mm -hmm. all the other ne'er-do-well teams beat them like it's nothing. Florida didn't even compete with them, barely, it felt like. I know they had a shot late, but... I wonder if, and again, Calipari will go on his own volition, okay? I mean, he, he's got a lifetime deal, which is the worst thing to do for a program. Because here's Kentucky, who now, and I understand Kentucky, where they expect Final Fours every year. Okay, that's the expectation. I, I, and, I th and it and should now, be. And now, it's going to be five years Four years, one, two, three, four seasons, so five years since they won a tournament game. Let that sink in for a second. Because in 20... I they went to the... No, in I, 20, I thought they were in the Elite Eight like three years ago. No? No. In 20, the season got canceled. Okay? COVID. All right, 21... So they didn't make the tournament. Right. Remember that. In a horrible year. Nine and 16. Last year, they lost Last to a two Last year, seed. they lost in the first round. As a two seed. They were one of the yeah. favorites. I mean, their conversation could have been a one seed. And this year, they're 16 and nine and seven and five. I still think they'll get in. I think they will too, but still. But man, oh man. Better stop messing around. 
Better stop messing around. So if they were to not get in this year, oh, man, the Bluegrass would be unhappy. And it would make me wonder. I wonder if— They had righted the ship is what's so strange. They had that win at Tennessee, which, by the way, is kind of proven to be a little cheap now. Everyone wins, beats Tennessee now. Yeah. Lost to Florida, Vandy, Missouri. Yeah. But, uh, I saw Mississippi State last four in. That surprises me. Two of those losses were kind of fluky, but nonetheless. Yeah. That's uh, true. That's that's fair. Um, I wonder if Billy D would be interested in going back to coaching now. I, sort of, I think he might go to Kentucky. I, I mean, I said that. I wonder. But then again, that brings its own new set of challenges. Billy Donovan's now mid-50s. Do you want to hit the recruiting trail like that? I don't know. He's 57, so yeah. he's, you know. He's still got time NBA, if he wants to do it, but I just. He I, ain't getting another shot in the NBA. No, I don't think it matters. You had your shot. He ain't winning. He's not winning a title. It's not happening. The he's Bulls been, can't get out of their own well, way. That's what I mean. They, they, why I know are that. they bad? They shouldn't be this they've, bad. They've they got aged. too much talent. Yeah, I don't. That, that's a question for a Bulls fan. I don't. I don't watch. I mean, they're up. missing. Uh, what's is Billy one of the Ball the, brothers? Is, is Bill, yeah, Lonzo hasn't played all year. Is is Billy taking heat in Chicago? It, the, the Heat. In I Chicago think the GM seems guy to, is getting is, the heat. The Heat seems to be that Levine and yeah. and DeRozan are mismatched, and that's not a winning combo. And they why do they even have Caruso? And so I don't know how much Billy's involved with all that. I thought he's been. I think he's been decent in Chicago, not great, uh, but. You know, in the NBA, at the end of the day, there's about four teams you can coach to win. None of the, it doesn't matter what kind of coach you are. You're not winning. Billy, one Billy's, of those four. Uh, Billy is uh, <clears throat> resurrecting his nickname in the NBA. Billy the Kid? No. Billy one and done of in. Uh, this is what he's done. He went to the conference finals in his first year with Oklahoma City. That's remember? with Durant. And, and, the, and they blew the 3-1 lead against Golden State. With Durant and Westbrook. Right. That's the team that should have won. And see, look, here's the reality, too, and then you finish up with Billy. You, he got handed a perfect job that most people don't get handed. He got to go to a good team. Yeah. And away, and right away, what didn't look like he was in over his head, like you said, run to the conference championship where and his guys, all ran. His guys all choked on him. They yeah. ch- and they choked on him in that series. Yeah. But this is what he's done since then. Lost in the first round, 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 missed playoffs, lost in the first round. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he's got a losing playoff. Now, he's won 58% here, of his games. I will in say this, season. though. In the NBA, that, that's what happens. If you're 6, 7, or 8, you lose to one of those top three good teams in your conference. You hardly ever win those matchups. Yeah. All right? I mean, look at the Bulls this year. They're not beating the Bucks. Or the Heat, or uh, not the Heat, the Bucks, or the uh, the Celtics. His second to last year of Florida, he was thirty six and three and eighteen and zero in the conference. That sounds like a lot more fun to me. Yeah, than I, going. I, and I being wouldn't know. Yeah, thirty one and forty one. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. And there, there's a grind. I mean, you talk about the work at college basketball. You also have the eighty two game schedule, forty one games on the road. That's well, he's a nightmare. A, he's a grinder. Yeah, and he's a workaholic, and he hated the twenty hour limit. Um, that, that the NCAA. Well, put here's on the him. thing, too. Now at Kentucky, buddy, he doesn't have. You know, the doors are open. Yeah. Right. Florida, he had to bang down doors. Oh yeah. He had to get where. And by the time he left, he still wasn't getting in every door. Kentucky, you get in every door. I just wonder if. I, I, uh, is he I, going anywhere but Kentucky? What just, if you're? I just wonder if he would be interested. In, I was surprised that Duke didn't. You know, yeah. Duke, Carolina, well, get, both get, had jobs open. Yeah, but you first. When you follow a legend, I guess. you give it to one of your guys, and I then guess. if he doesn't work, you go get the guy. Our guys didn't do that, did they? I mean, Billy Donovan's a legend. They went yeah. to yeah, go get Mike White. And look what happened. Yeah. Yeah, the Bulls are on the outside looking in right now. They might get a play-in game, but they've lost four in a row again. They're 26-31. and 31. I like basketball. I'm really bummed that both my teams are just 
uh, one one really mediocre and the other just bad. You it's know, annoying. I'll give you one more NBA note, and I wanted to ask E this. About we are the eight seed, though. we got a big game with the Knicks coming up on Wednesday, so that'll be fun. We're only about four games back of you probably by now. Yeah, we beat the hell out of Little I Brother last night. I enjoyed that. I, did I hear they had won like 15 in a row against probably. you? Probably. They beat us all the time. I'm wow. so sick of that team. Mm. The Garden was the rocking Nets. last night. and Brunson had 40. Josh Hart had 27, yeah. and Villain Nicanova is back, baby. Mm. Nicanova. Nice. I have a question for you, E. How about oh. your boy? And I, I, I wonder if this is, am I being nitpicky or is this a bad look? All right. I'm going to go to the. I'm going to go to the Super Bowl on Sunday. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to party. And I'm going to come uh, back. And I'm going to come back on Monday. And, uh, well, I'm not going to play. I mean, is that a bad look? Is that a, is that? Oh, okay? and we're out of the playoffs, by the way. It's not like we're 14 games it's, over and we're going to be the fourth seed. I mean, at some point. I mean, I'm just asking. I, I'm not necessarily. And we lost again, by the way. It doesn't seem like we even care. I mean, we just made all these trades and make a push. When does the push start for us? I mean, they're, they're fit, all, by the way, they're, fit, about, they're 58 games in. They've only got 24 games left. I know. I'm talking about LeBron. I know. And I don't, I don't listen, I don't, it doesn't matter to me. Can I, they get to 10? They're three and I a, have much respect for LeBron James. I just think, man, oh, man. So you let me get this straight. You can't play. If you can't play, I don't want you out in public. I want you rehabbing. That's fair. So you can play. Totally fair. If you're missing games and you're off at the Super Bowl, that's a bad e? look. It uh, is. Let's be fair. Okay. Still a bad look. Let's be fair. He he probably did rehab. He probably worked out that morning. Even still. If you, you can't know? play in the basketball game with your team, you yeah. ought not be walking around. Jumped on a little private, private jet. jet. Yeah. Zip down to Arizona, watch right. the Super Bowl, it's zip back. It's not like he flew to New York or, or Miami. He flew yeah. down to Arizona. So um, he probably did kind of a rehab. bad look, though, isn't it? It is a bad look. Yeah. Though. I mean, here I am. I'm partying. I'm having. I'm in Arizona. Hey. Uh, I mean, God forbid there's video of him at an after-party dancing or whatever. <laughs> and then I can't play because my ankle hurts. Team goes to Portland and he can't win. All right, let's sum up the basketball talk and we'll take a break. We'll come back. We have brunch with a tour, among other things, in the 8 o'clock hour. But uh, the Shazam Spotlight comes from college basketball. Mm-hmm. The Shazam Spotlight brought to you by ShazamAuto.com. The Murray Ford Superstore, Stark and Kings. Don't take that short drive. And you are going to be dealt with like the champion you are. It's a great customer service at the Murray Ford Superstore. So, um... It doesn't seem fair in some ways. The Alabama Crimson Tide, number one in college basketball in all the land. We have a new number one team in the AP poll, and it's the uh, Alabama. They were number one at another point. I believe it was uh, 2003 or four. I think I read when it was, but it hadn't happened often. It hadn't happened in a long time. So, you know, oh, to be a poor sports fan student at Alabama, you have this terrible football season, and you you bounce back with the number one basketball team in the country. And when you're measuring coaching hires, by the way, that Nate Oates has been a stud, hadn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's got Alabama built and recruiting and oh, winning. Yeah. And the class of the SEC that came from behind to win on the road at Auburn over the weekend, they still have not lost an SEC play. And it's Alabama, number one in college basketball. Your Shazam Spotlight brought to you by the Murray Ford Superstores. We return on the Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Going to talk a lot of golf this hour on Brunch with the Tour and much more. Rocking you on 92.5 FM. Oh. Did you see the movie Draft Day? I never watched Kevin that. Costner. Either of you see that movie? I did no. not. It's a very good movie, and 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 it's it's sort of realistic in terms of the 
as they shot a lot of the video around the one of the NFL drafts, Kevin Costner is a GM for the Cleveland Browns. And he wheels and deals and ends up getting his guys. And I'm I'm likening I'm likening him to I think his name is Ryan Poles, who's the GM of the Chicago Bears. If Ryan Poles is worth his weight in gold, this guy should wheel and deal and still get his guy. And I'll tell you what I mean. They're committed to Justin Fields. I get it. I would I would bluff, I would fake, I would lie, I whatever. When that clock hits, when the Bears are on the clock, Houston better be calling me. The Colts better be calling. Somebody better be calling me. And if the Colts call me, I have Houston on the line. Hey, the Colts are offering for they want the first guy. Sure. What do you got, Houston? And so I'm going to wheel. I think he will, too, right? And so ultimately, I'm going to deal with Houston. And I'm going to drop to two. And I'm going to get something for it. And I'm going to get something good for it. And guess what happens I'm getting another first-round pick. Then I'm going to wheel and deal with the Colts. Because I'm going to have somebody else bluffing, and I want the Colts to get up to two so they can get one of their their quarterback if it's Stroud or Levis or Young or whoever Houston doesn't take. I'm, my point is this. He can make two deals, get down to four, and still get Carter or Anderson and be well, fine. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a beautiful position. Well, it's very rare that you're in that position where you could just shuffle down, but you're I mean, right. You with have the, to. With the two or three quarterbacks that people are going I'm just for. saying it is a failure of – Huge magnitude, and I think his name is Ryan Poles. Am I right? I think so. Sounds I think right. that's the GM of the Bears. Is Tay-Tay here? <laughs> not yet. But if I'm not. She's late arrival on Tuesday, actually. Okay. So if I'm not, <clears throat> all I have to do is Google here. Hold on. Let's, let's, I'm let's almost check. positive that Bears that's correct. Bears GM. Ryan. Ryan Poles. Ryan Poles. Very good. So if I'm Ryan Poles, and, and it gets down to, in Kansas City, Missouri, with the first pick, the Chicago Bears select, he has failed. I would agree with that. He has failed his franchise and failed his fan base. Because I, now, Ryan, it, it, may, it may be impossible to pull off the double deal where, where you get Houston to come it up to one be. and then you get Indy or someone else to come up to two. But you ought to at least. Worst case, he should drop to four. Or three. Yeah. Who at wherever. And know that. These teams, Carolina, whoever, they all want quarterbacks. They all are desperate for quarterbacks. With that said, I do have a – I looked at a three-round mock draft on NFL.com. And it's not – it's not, you know, again, it's, it's a different world for the Jags now. You know, it's not like – You don't have to have a starter Trevor Lawrence one. and Travis Etienne. Woo! <laughs> but with that said, in this, in this mock, and this is what got me thinking, he does have them trading back. And, and I mean, they have to. They have to. And you could add, think about it, you could add probably two more first-round picks and still get your guy. For sure. So anyway, in this particular one, he's got Bryce Young, one, C.J. Stroud, two, two, the Texans and Colts. That's a whole nother story. But the AFC South's about to get Young quarterbacked again. And, and, and I wouldn't put it past the Titans to be a dark horse or like an Aaron Rodgers or somebody along those lines. Or bring back Tannehill, too. If he's healthy, he's not terrible. He's not terrible, but he seems to be regressing. He seems yeah, like he's... I don't trust Aaron Rodgers. I get the feeling that Ryan Tannehill peaked. He threw the three picks in the playoff yeah, game at home. Hadn't been the same. Hadn't been the same. Well, but he was injured a lot of this year is the only other excuse. But yeah. I, that's, that I just feel sick. like he's 
I don't trust Aaron Rodgers. I'm not giving up much for him. No. I am not giving you a first-round draft pick for a 39-year-old quarterback who is in right now in a darkness chamber. You don't think the Jets would do that? I, they might. Yeah, I'm, just saying sure I, I'm just saying I wouldn't. And the uh. Jets will waste the draft. The Jets aren't winning the Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. They're not going anywhere. They're not meeting the Jags or anyone else with yeah. Aaron Rodgers. And the reason I think that is because Aaron Rodgers has been on a great team in Green Bay, and he doesn't do anything. Yeah. So, I, it's too, you know what? too hard, man. Jets too, fans would revel I, I in being you. a great team and not doing anything. Uh, well, I listen, if I'm the... If I'm the Jets, then yeah, maybe I do that. I don't, you know, ultimately, although it's kind of a cliche, if you're not going to win the Super Bowl, why do you, well, you just want to get better. You want to get more yeah. competitive and maybe give your guy a chance to, at the end of the day, you're not going to, you're not going to. Do I want Dalton Kincaid or do I want Aaron Rodgers if I'm Tennessee? They're picking 11th and they in this mock draft, they haven't taken Dalton Kincaid. Kincaid, guess what? I'm taking Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry. I wonder if you're the Houston, if you're the Tennessee Titans or the Jets, do you look at the rest of the conference? Huh? I said, I wonder if you're those teams, do you look at the rest of the conference and say, well, I mean, I can go get Aaron Rodgers, but man, I mean, there's Burrow and Allen and Trevor and Herbert and Mahomes. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Anyway, so the Jags are taking with the 24th pick in this one, Cam Smith. He's corner. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind a corner at all. Uh, Smith's a tough-minded corner, does not back down from SEC receivers, makes plays on the ball. See, Type of defender the Jags Auburn? need opposite Tyson Campbell. He's South Carolina. So that's a one. Round two, Jags are coming back strong. They're not afraid. Let me see who they're taking here. And they're going to grab in round two, as I scroll down, Tucker Craft. Tucker Craft. What's that? His craft is catching footballs. He's a South Dakota State tight end. He's pick 56. Supposed to be a really deep draft at edge rusher, tight end, and corner. Or three areas that the Jags could do some work. Third round. So would you be happy with Cam Smith? I don't know about somebody the tight we know end. nothing yeah, about, I, Tucker Craft. Okay. And they're gonna go edge rusher of some sort here. Whoever the best one is, who they're giving you. Safety from Alabama, Jordan Battle. I, that's the that's the position I don't understand. Right, Cisco and Jenkins are fine at safety. Well, what if you cut Jenkins? I mean, that'd be that's a tough sell if you ask me. Why would yeah, you? Sure. The guy played well, great out of the entail. Salary cap ramifications, my man. Yeah. Tucker Kraft caught sixty-five balls two years ago for South Dakota State. I believe that's the Jackrabbits. He's six five, two fifty-five, but he had a down year, only twenty-seven catches. Mm. This past year well, I'm, for that, Tucker, that's good. Let's cut. Let's get a guy coming off a career low. Was he hurt? Too many good tight ends. He must have been hurt. I said we hold on to our draft picks. Let's trade him into the future and get and get that kid from Georgia next year. That's the dude you want. <laughs> the good thing about that tight ends don't go super super high. So let's go ahead and trade next year. Let's trade this year's first to get somebody's first next year who's not going to be any good. It's mm. a lot of uh, conjecture there. I'd say. See, like the Ravens are taking two picks before we take Jordan Battle, Isaiah Foskey. I like that guy. He's a Notre Dame edge rusher. Now. All the way to the third round. Now? I don't know. In this particular one, I've he seen is. him. I've seen him mock to the Jags in the first, haven't you? No, I have. But I've seen. I I know his name. You know, you're just starting to learn guys. You know who are that far down the. Hey, I'm going to push back a bowl. little bit against a pet peeve of yours. I, I think it's not as just easily dismissed. Okay. No, seriously. All right. I think you were bombarded, and this has come up now on a couple different um, 
platform, so it got a little uh-huh. old. But this notion that like no one believed in the Chiefs or they were the underdog, and yeah. I think you and a lot of people, you know, scream oh, fake underdog role. Kirby blah, blah, Smart blah. did the same thing. Kirby's it's did. gotten old for me. I'm Kirby is current. Uh, I think now in hindsight, though, because I will say this as to the Chiefs and them having that mindset and us having a hard time believing they have that mindset. But it was the Eagles who were two or three point favorites there in the Super Bowl, was it not? Point and a half, yes. On the Fox pregame show, they went through their seven analysts. You know how many picked the Chiefs? Well, I know the four big guys picked yeah. the Zero. Eagles. Yeah. yeah, they all picked the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the begin to to the preseason. What was the narrative? Chiefs may not win the West. The West is so good. They've lost Tyree Kill. I think the so, Chiefs are still the prevailing. But pick. I do believe it's fair to say that they got downgraded a lot more than they should have. And so if they're using that as I, I guess I'm not saying if it's right or wrong or if it, it's annoying, yeah. but I'm saying I do think it's real. I think they did convince themselves that no one believes. I don't think they were just kind of saying it after the fact for the, you know, for the latent credit. I think that they... You can push back, but I still don't get it. The yeah. Chiefs have a lot of... You'll garner a lot of respect. I get it. Put some respect on my name. Shut up, Kelsey. Mm-hmm. There's plenty that you're, you're thought of as the greatest tight end in the history of the game. Is that not good enough? Georgia does not have... Um, Georgia, does, and they, there is no excuse for them. No one didn't believe in them. They were number one start to finish. Just stop it with that one, yeah. Well, to me, they were very similar in some respects, but uh, I see what you're saying. But, uh, yeah, the, the NFL is different, and, uh, I mean, a lot of teams get thought of, and the Chiefs were, um, uh, uh, they weren't everybody's pick, but never, nobody is everybody's pick anymore. But guess who's the number one team in the power polls going into next year? The Chiefs. Rolling out, yeah, after they won. And the Chiefs, by the way, were – very young. They're like one of the youngest teams in the NFL, man. They played a lot of rookies, and I think I heard that they have 11 draft picks this year, if I'm not mistaken. Does that sound right? In the AFC West, before the season started, when we went through our picks, both you and ET had the Chargers winning the division. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think there was a stronger narrative anti-Chief when it all started For than sure. it ended up. Mm-hmm. You know, the Kansas City Chiefs have a round one pick, a round two pick, a round three pick, two and round four. This year? Yep. Round five, round six, two and round seven. Chiefs currently have nine picks, with a few more likely thanks to compensatory. So, they did send uh, a, one of the third rounders to the Giants for Kadarius Tony. So... I think what's what's remarkable about this season is we did learn this. Much like Brady, it didn't matter who you gave him, he won anyway. Mahomes did that a little bit this year. Yes, he did. When you lose Tyree Kill and you got a bunch of first-year guys and guys that have been other people's disappointments, mm-hmm. and it's more than enough and you win a championship, you kind of enter that, you're tiptoeing into that. I ask you this question, the answer came so fast that it made me think maybe it's just a dumb question, so I'll ask you, see if it comes equally as quickly. Mm-hmm. You have a game tomorrow. You have a Super Bowl game tomorrow, a championship game. Mm-hmm. And each player is 28 years old and in their prime. Okay. Would you rather have Tom Brady quarterbacking your team or Patrick Mahomes? Well, I think I'm taking Tom Brady. Is that a silly question? Not necessarily. Who has the better football skills? Like, who's the, like, who, isn't it Mahomes? Like, or no? Stronger arm, better accuracy, big play potential, running more the mobile. Ball, He's more mobile. Ability. I, I heard something surprised me today, but Patrick Mahomes set an NFL record this year in yards for scrimmage for a quarterback rushing and uh, and and passing. Yeah. Oh, because he threw for five. Did he threw for five thousand. Yeah, I think he threw for like fifty one hundred yards. Yeah. Hmm. I it it won't take long though until the Chiefs become the persona non grata disliked team. They were easy to root for, right? When they were that little 
feel-good story, you know, never any success. The Chiefs haven't been, you know, haven't done anything in 40 years, and now here they are right in front of us. I do think the AFC is going to throw up some teams here that's going to, you know, you asked earlier about the dynasty. Are they? Has it been enough to be considered a dynasty? Right. And and I think we kind of landed on there almost, but not quite. I, I looked mean, up to me, the, I have the, a official, list. the official designation, which would put the Cowboys into the dynasty category, by the way, is three titles in no less than five years. But that's one person's definition. There yeah. have been, I've seen some other ones. Too. I, I think if you go to five straight AFC championship games, you host all five. You're and you win two, been to three, five, three, two is in five years is, man, oh, man, sign me up. Yeah, I, I mean, I, for sure that. I would puff my chest I'd out put it proud. I'd tell, if, I, if I'd the Jacksonville Jaguars went to five straight AFC championship games at home, three yeah. Super Bowls, and won two, I'd tell everybody else to kick rocks, baby. Yeah. We are the best. We are number one. Look at my shirts. Look at my well, I hats. Hear you. Look yeah. at my, I hear you. I mean, I'm not sure those are the same argument or definition, but yeah, yeah I hear you. Yeah. So I mean, uh, the Cowboys, me, by the, for the record, when we were kind of determining that theirs last long enough, for seven years between 92 and 98, the Cowboys won six NFC East. They went to four NFC title games. They won three Super Bowls, but it was, that was it. 90, you know, that seven years is, there's not much before or after that seven year period. And that's kind of where uh, the uh, you know basically if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl next year they will have this Cowboys record. Mm-hmm. So maybe the Cowboys are a dynasty. Maybe that was long enough. Seven years, three titles. Um, it's so hard to compare. It just is in sports. It's hard to compare. Man, it it's hard, hard to compare eras. It's hard to compare seasons. It's hard to compare current day. I'm not sure, and it seems blasphemic. I'm not saying that Tom Brady hasn't earned the right at the goat. He is right now. I'm not saying I'm not pushing anyone else for it. But if I have two players in their prime, I'm not sure Mahomes isn't the just as good a pick, if not the pick. He's certainly debatable. Right. That's Cal and Chuck Accessories Tuesday. Brunch with the Tour is on your way next. Now, Brunch with the Tour. Brought to you by... Clearwater Irrigation and Drainage 2 on 1010XL. Oh, yes, sir. He's the executive vice president of agronomy. Stuart Moore <laughs> joining us on the program. How are the, yeah. how are the greens looking? I had nothing to do with the Super Bowl field. Nothing whatsoever. <laughs> no what painting a, what grass a miss. over here. 2023, they can't get the field right. Oof. Shout out USGA. I love how, like, pregame, it was like, in conjunction with the USGA, this field has been. I was like, take the tweet down, delete the tweet, delete the tweet. <laughs> it's incredible. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. The, our guy, uh, is it George Toma? He's like 96, still out there. <laughs> Time for him to retire. Looking at the field, George. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a symbol of of fields, yeah. and it, anyway, that's not what we're here to talk George about. George Toma was it, a story Phoenix forty was, years ago. Phoenix was beautiful. Yeah. Scottsdale was lovely. Yeah, I got my usual video of the fans storming in. Sure, I got a hole in one. Did I? No. Yeah, no, not on sixteen. Not, but you had no. a hole in one. Yeah, Ricky yeah. Fowler. Ricky, yeah, Ricky I didn't get my hole yeah. in one on sixteen. Ricky's having a little resurgence. Yeah, by Ricky, the way. yeah, I think Ricky's going to win this year. He might. He's he's had a couple top twenties in a row, and he's a little played. Jason Day resurgence. He we just changed saw Justin his Rose uh, Rick, resurgence. A couple of former players champs there, by the way. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at you! Well, that's one great Full thing. Full Jerry Rice. One, I love it. Well, one great thing about the players is it it, it don't mess around, man. It, it's given us the best players in the world over the last thirty years. So we've seen them all: Tiger and Rory. And is it is there a direct correlation? Speaking of all those guys, when you look at those guys that they just become disinterested or don't put in as much work, and maybe that's why they lose it, or is it something that, oh, my God, what's happened? This is one of the toughest mental games in the in the world. They got everything so dialed in, yeah. and all of a sudden I can't clear my hips or whatever. I think it's physical. 
I, I yeah, I think it's I think it's a little A and B too. And some of these yeah. guys, you know, I mean, they're they're so good in their twenties, and they right. listen. I'm not blaming the family life, but you get married, you have kids, you're on. You don't want to well, raise get, your kids on the get, road. They it also get the money up front too. I mean, they just. I mean, forget the, all the discussion about the. Bottom line is, if you make the PGA Tour like Ricky Fowler, and you, well, you've got sponsors, and, yeah, yeah, he's making a boatload of cash. So where does the drive come from? That was I think when I say physical, I don't even mean injury. When your body changes and you are so buttoned up as a pro golfer, expecting to do certain things with right. the swing, when these guys change their swings, it's to find something that's missing from right. their current one. Yep. And the longer you're around, the more you have to change those swings, and the more you throw into risk. The, the stability that you had in your old one. And sometimes it it never fixes itself. Sometimes after a year or two, they bounce back. I mean, even Tiger. Yeah. That's what separates the greats, too. They swing, fix their swing, and they stay dominant. Right. Well, look at a guy like former uh, tour member Bryson DeChambeau, who mm-hmm. put on all that weight and yeah. that bulk, and it just completely backfired on him. And now he's, you know. He's left that, by the yeah. way. He says he's not going to do it anymore, not hit it far, not. Uh, oh, is he skinny yeah. again? Well. I, He's losing weight, and he's not going for maximum distance. He That's changes. a great question, because when these guys leave, they become completely irrelevant. I can't remember yeah. the last time I saw this guy, saw him yeah. hit a golf shot, whatever, yeah. so I'm out of sure sight, out of mind. He was one of those guys who you saw, and all of a sudden, like, what happened to him? And right. Then Phoenix you may see fallen. him again, you might say, what happened to him? Sure. Phoenix has fallen into a great spot, and I tell you they what, have. that's another one that's it's given us some really good winners. You forget that 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 Scotty Scheffler won for the first time this time last year. Yeah, yeah. Then he got hot. And he won like five Game out number of number one eight. in the world, including a Masters. And he's so back to number one, one, one in the world uh, this year. Who was number one? Uh, was it Rory? Rory, and Rom, and Matt. I mean, I think I think you're going to see a lot. It's going to kind of weave back and yeah. forth. Yeah. Um, but no, I think this. I mean, listen, Phoenix has always been. A great event. There are some guys who are, you know, within this you know, top 50 player in the world who didn't love it because of the circus-like atmosphere. But with designated events, you see them playing. It's exciting. Um, and hey, I by would, the way, keep be careful with your fantasy. That kind of burnt me. Not that I would have picked any different. But if you do good on a week like last week, you get a lot more money. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, right. for instance, in our little game, you got three weeks worth of wins by picking the winner. Yeah, I mean. Hopefully there's not someone supposed later. to bring you a first place prize when it all said and done. Yeah. I, I was struggling listening to you guys. Be, that could be disappointing if you were actually the guy who was. I got to get E it. over here watching videos on his phone. I'm yeah. kind of. I got one ear. I'm like, what's he listening to? Well, he's got to, hurt. He's got hurt in his eyes. Is what uh, he's got because he pain. hasn't gotten. I his mean, week after gift week, yet. unfulfilled. I'm looking up clubs. <laughs> I mean, it was one of the <laughs> drivers. I mean, I'll be honest with you. E probably knows the least amount of golf, so he really worked hard and was proud of his accomplishment. He's and smart. with accomplishment comes. He's smart you know, like beef was. The he goes, spoils a victory. He goes to the betting board and the favorites that haven't been picked yet. You go with those. It's smart if you're not doing. If you if you're not, like, he's a champion. Is can what I he is. can I jump in? Real, what what are we? We're going real kind of Gen Z here. We got shorts. We've got a Adidas shirt. We've got a Florida beanie Stocking on top. Cap, like, yeah, is whatever. it warm? Is it cold? Can you, can you turn so I can see it's what right freedom there. BJ, shirt yeah. you have? Okay. Shield. I, I didn't pay for this logo. I know That's you what did. it is. Uh, I inadvertently dressed I was, for the holiday. I had no idea. <laughs> Merry I Christmas, bought this everyone. on. I came to work and I it was, was cold Valentine's this morning. Day. I have a ratty old uh, yeah. pullover I like to wear. Yeah. I put on a hoodie, but okay. it's warmer in here, so I took it off. Okay. That's all. I like but it. But I kept my hat I like on. My toque. Because it was You're, freezing this listen, morning. Listen, you are, I'm going to say, 53 going on 25. Yeah. That is the hardest item of clothing to to say what it is. What's that? That cap he's Beanie, wearing. toque, well, stocking t- cap, toboggan. beanie, toque, toboggan, toboggan ski cap. Oh, scully. What do you call it? Scully. scully. I mean, yeah. so many different things. You call that a toboggan around someone from New England and they lose it I remember every toboggan. Time. Yeah, I remember we called it a, a toboggan sled. in West Virginia, toboggan. I, we called it those. I yeah. forgot about that. I think ski cap is what I would 
go with. Whatever. I don't know what Stewie's trying to do right here. Right. He's <laughs> about was, to feel the wrath. Of, it's got the little ball wrong? on top. Uh, I can really paint the visual. No, it's great. I love it. I mean, just because you're matching with your Argyle socks <laughs> yeah. That's today, right. Yeah. And you're He's great. in the PGA Tour uniform, yeah. right? I mean, look at Gray me. Gray and blue. Where's your yeah. silver spoon? Your left pocket <laughs> or your right? It's a, I mean, it Pross, it's all great until uh, you see the free shirt on him. Yeah, I mean, then well, you just kind of lose respect. His, his belt costs more than your shoes do. He's one of those guys, right? <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, anyway, you know it's big true. week for the tour. Let's I big mean, week for you. Look what you're saying. I picked the winner again. Look at me. I'm Stewie. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever go out public and say, "Look at me, I'm Stewie," yeah, just end it right there. That's fair. I'm done. Uh, but no, you did. You picked Scheffler, and you know, look, he was a, one of the favorites there. But it's not like he was. Where he? Where's he been? The Where's great thing, Scheffler been. The great thing about Sunday was we were all expecting, you know, Rom to duel with Scheffler. Yeah. And we got some guy, Nick Taylor, who played, you know, and I kept waiting for him to crack, and he he finally did, but he didn't crack for a while, man. He's yeah. mid-30s, too, by the way. He's not like a young gun. No, man. he's not. Yeah, he's he was won. number one amateur in the world. He's won a couple times, time. yeah, I think. Yeah, he's a good player. He's yeah. just kind of a, you yeah. know. And he, he played. He, he hung around. Uh, uh, Washington. Washington University of Washington. The, uh, all right, take us through. Listen, this was a shock. If it doesn't happen, like, in the shadow of all the, the, the Super Bowl festivities, I think this would have been a bigger national story, but... Where did that come from? Tiger Woods going to play this week, make a yeah. return to tour. Last time we saw him, I believe, was the Thanksgiving deal, and dude looked like he'd shoot ninety. I don't. I'm well. This is this will be his first non-major since twenty twenty Zozo. Really? Yeah. Wow. Which was contested at. Uh, is that where Sherwood. he won the? I love the Zozo. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah, he won the one in Japan, but yeah. So non first non-major since then. So we'll see what he's got. I mean, listen, he's been practicing a lot at Medalist. The membership there kept it on lockdown like they always do, so no one really, you know. Yeah. We all kind of got the bat That's in signal. Jupiter? Yep. We all kind of got the bat signal about 30 minutes prior to uh, him announcing. I think it was like 1.30 on uh, on Friday. So, fantastic. I mean, it's his event, but maybe, maybe we're, we're slowly trying to add a few more events to the schedule. It, it Hopefully, is, players is one of them. I, I would yeah. – and I'm going to ask this question. I, I mean, sometimes – I don't want to step over here. I I'm find a kid around and stuff, but I wonder how – would it be a priority? Would it be important? Does Tiger – have an obligation to try and play in the players because it's the first one since all of the yep. hullabaloo, and he has been the most vocal of the PGA Tours where it's at and you need to play here. Is there – should he play? And I, it's not your place to say, but, you know, isn't there kind of a feeling that you should play that event, right? Stewie says, he's always invited. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But, well, I mean, and I'll, ask, he's always yeah. welcome I'll ask you the same thing, Dan. Is there a little extra obligation? He's been so vocal about the tour and – and the leader of the tour, and staying on the tour. This is your marquee event. It always has been. If he's healthy enough to play in L.A., right. should we expect him to try and play here? I I think so, but I don't think it's because he's a you know the proverbial voice of the PGA Tour in this new world we're living in. I think it's because it's one of the best championships in all of sport, and he should be here. And he's You're a suggesting, champ. Jeff, that he has a responsibility to play a, a here? A little bit. I'm not saying, you know, yeah. I'm not, not carrying a cross on this thing, but, yeah, I, it, yeah. Yeah, I think – if you're as vocal and as much, if the PGA Tour is as important to you as we learned it was, and that's one thing that we did learn from Tiger and his stance on the, on all this, was just how important the PGA Tour and the legacy and the history is. The, the bounce the bounce edition of the Players' right. Championship, mm -hmm. it would seem in line with that narrative. If you held, you know, It's one thing if he's laid up somewhere not playing any sure. golf. So I just, you know, I, I, and no one expects him to win. No one expects him to win this week. I told these guys in the break, this is the most amazing stat. This is how much people still consider Tiger Woods to finish Vegas betting Tiger Woods to finish top 20. They're only offering five to one, five to one. Yeah. 
That's a little To finish off. top 10, he's 10 to 1. There's no way in the world, is yeah. there? No, I mean, I think at this point you kind of appreciate the fact that he's he's teeing it up and we'll see what he's got. And anything he does that's great is completely gravy in my world. Yeah. Um, and back to the players real quick. I think, you know, one, two-time champ, 10-year anniversary of his second win. Um, and not that that would make him play with everything I, he's kind of going through, but it's all it's a good spot in the schedule. It's you know we've got a few weeks till players PTSD. It's setting in now, and then that gives him a good break to Augusta. Augusta just an incredibly difficult course to walk, without doubt the hardest on the PGA Tour. And TPC Sawgrass one of the flatter. And, and I would say this too, and I say this also for for us for his first coast re- residents as golf fans as media. Be nice to see him play again if you know it might be the last right. time you see him play. We didn't know right. that last time Tiger Woods was here, that it perhaps was the last time you could ever see the dude play it in person. And if he plays this year, there is that reality uh, right. that, that you might choose to take the opportunity. Well, and, and we think about the excitement we saw at the WM Phoenix Open, and we're going to see it this week at Genesis and API coming up. But the players, again, you guys brought this up last week, and I kind of talked through designated events. Hey, are these fields going to look like the players? Again, none of them do. I mean, the Phoenix Open, as great as it was, Hey, the Section Club Pro played three Monday qualifiers. Ricky Barnes gets his sponsor exemption. Players, it's the 144 best players. Currently That's eligible who's in the field. to play Correct. and how they get in there. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll uh, update. We'll uh, pay homage to Stewie. Oh, yes. As he, exactly. uh, and we'll make the picks. The picks are harder with these elevated events. A lot of good golfers. Yeah. Is this elevated, too? Yeah. Hopefully. Right? Aren't we elevated again this week? We'd like to say designated. I'm sorry, designated. Designated. Sorry. Uh, Hopefully, when I go to the app this time, uh, if (laughs) you remember the power ratings debacle, the the great rating. (laughs) Maybe you shouldn't. Hey, Knucklehead didn't have them up last time you picked on your own. You guys are like, hey, Rory and Rom are off the board. I said, I'll take Rory. And it was like, oh, this is the worst radio ever. Well, that was bad. Sorry. Uh, That wasn't your first mistake. Um, (laughs) Oh. Darn it. Oh, I will say this. New new website, a massive upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if you go to PGATour.com on your phone or on your thing, much better. Up to the minute season statistics yeah. and how they perform putting. And just there's a lot more, and it's it's better organized. I'm not usually a huge fan when, when websites that I've been looking at for years change. I know, same. This one changed Creature to the better. Habit. We're creatures of habit. This but, one yeah. changed to the better. All right, we'll make our, make our picks on the uh, Genesis out in L.A. when we return. All right, E, we need some updates, please, sir. Need to know who's doing what, what's happening in the world of the golf picks as we look ahead. L.A. L.A.'s fine, the sun don't shine, the Genesis Invitational. Well, the tour took Scheffler and Morikawa. Ooh. Yeah. How much did they make? 3.6 million. 3.6. Wow. They're up to 5.5 million total. Yeah, he's balling. I don't know about this they. It's kind of just uh, well, Stewie so far, is up okay, to Stewart. Okay. I just yeah. no Tom Alter yet this the, year. The tour is kind of like a, you know. <laughs> Collection of Plural, suits. Yeah. What are we? <laughs> I took John Rahm and Cantlay. Oh. And I, 1.3 million. 1.3 for mm, your boy. Good. All right. I must be, they must be going in reverse order. <laughs> Where am I? Oh, Dano took Scheffler and Finau. Shaffley. Shaffley and Shaffley. Finau. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, oh, that's some money. 820. Yeah. Just a million. 820. That's more than I have all year, I think. I was and laughing my, up. It's a my, long season. My boy JP took old McElroy and Max Homa. Way to uh-huh. go, McElroy. What'd he get? 196. How much did Jeff make for the year? Oh, 755. I'm one $3.6 million paycheck <laughs> away, baby. <laughs> That's true. That's the way I look at it. Congratulations, <laughs> Jeff. You have the honor, sir, yeah, as we it, make it, the picks. Yeah. Wait, are we jumping right into picks? Oh, yeah. We're not. Well, let's talk a little bit of what do you want to talk about. Isn't this, by the way, this is also where Tiger ruined his leg. 
he was there this weekend and he was doing something promotional the day after and he yes. was leaving because he was yeah. hosting, right? It yeah, this I mean, weekend. it's well, you know, it's, it's been he, a couple of three years now. It but. has been. And, you know, this, his appearance at this event, I mean, 92, uh, he was 16 years old, got that sponsor. He's never won this one, right? He's never. So Tiger and Jack have never won at Riviera. <laughs> And it's one of the great golf courses in the world. And he got, made his pro debut there as an amateur. He, he played there as an amateur, right? I got news for he you. Did. If Tiger and Jack haven't won and they play there countless times, it's time to bulldoze Riviera. Really? I'm sorry. Yeah, bulldoze it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, rebuild it. It's no good. It's not really? one of the great golf courses. Let's, Tiger and Jack can't master it. It's not that good. You're saying let's move the event to Palencia. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Perfect. I am. I love it. Yeah. It's great. Why, why not? Why not? <laughs> Go to the home course. Play at Windsor Park. I don't care. Play <laughs> Windsor Park. Windsor Park, <laughs> L.A. Take it out. We'll do it uh, two, two, uh, so the, two platforms. Go to the we'll Navy go. course that Joel Tiger Tipper. played on as a kid. As we like to say in, uh, in the golf industry, outside the ropes this week, uh, the yeah. Netflix documentary will be dropping oh, on that Wednesday. Oh, by the way. That looks, looks good. Very That's good. tomorrow. Yep. So a lot of people downloaded the teaser, the uh, the the teaser, the first episode There's off the of Super Bowl commercial. There's a lot of hype about it. It needs to be good. It's going to be. There's it's a lot be of behind-the-scenes uh, stuff that right. you just don't see. You're going to see sides of golfers that you didn't know were there. Correct. We think of them as these robotic buttoned-up, second-place money. A anger. lot of money. You are. Angry guys? Yeah. You're going to yeah. see some anger. You're probably uh, not. A lot of people that see Jordo yelling at old Greller. A lot of guys hey, that got. Greller. A lot of media members that I got said the preview. 1015. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why I tried to get a sentence out. <laughs> That's futile. I know. Greller! So, what were you going to say? Greller! Where are you? I don't think he's like that. With him. I don't know if this is the <laughs> no. best, this best is example. The, this is the toboggan. The toboggan yeah, is just yeah. completely ruining everything. He's becoming a hothead. What the hell was I about to say? I don't, we don't <laughs> remember. Something about the Netflix and then where do they get angry? Well, yeah. I mean, there's the anger side, but a lot of it is, hey, these guys are, you know, they're working. Stewie, where's the Chick-fil-A? Oh, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Never ends. You can't stop. You, can, you can't even hope to contain it. I would say it's it's going to be you know in the in the spirit of F one and everything that series did for that sport and this is not a story about the PGA Tour this is a story about the top players in golf and kind of peeling back the curtain and seeing what their lives are like and there are glamorous parts and there are parts where guys are breaking down in tears because they they can't find it on the golf course and are they going to bounce around to different golfers Yeah it's not well one it's not it's, Jordan all year No or, it's and it's not chronological either so you'll see the the first episode is Jordan and it's JT and it kind of dives into Jordan's you know coming back at the RBC Heritage and JT mm -hmm. and the PGA but then you'll see Brooks Kepka and the fact that he doesn't feel like he can compete anymore and so he needs to go to a new tour Is it to hard knocks esque would yes. you call it like that yeah. Very okay. much, yeah. That'll be good. So, uh, you know, you'll see a lot of the stuff that happens, you know, on the course, but the, the gist of it, the, the crux of it is what happens off the course, what fans don't see. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's great. The guys have been fantastic. The crew, Vox, Box to Box, Netflix, everyone involved with it has been fantastic from day one. And kudos really to the majors, too, for, for, for playing along because the tour was on board. We brought Netflix in on this and had, say, Augusta National been like no access or right. the RNA, whatever. It would have, you know, you would have been missing something. How many, like, you know, hard knocks? I know it's it's concentrated. It's during training camp, and there's twenty five cameras. This, this basically this, goes from the start of the year through the tour championship. But how many different like camera cameras were out there? Oh lord, oh Tons. gosh, yeah, a lot. So everywhere you look, you saw them, yeah. noticeable. And you, yeah, and then you kind of got through like two or three events, and you're like, oh yeah, those are Netflix guys. Okay, a little different camera, a little different setup. A lot of toboggans, a lot yeah. of kind of yeah, a little different, uh, a little RTLA ish. Not your, okay. not your, right. not your standard uh, WJXT guy with. with Was the there any uh, times where the tour had to step in and say, you know, any behind the scenes story on that? 
Anything at the players? When it no, no, no. All right, no. All right, well, they were great. I mean, we allowed their cameras. Uh, we allowed their cameras in scoring. All right, let's do the picks then. Oh, uh, you got no. Good I didn't give you, oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, you're going CRPR. Yeah, I'm supposed to. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm supposed to put say, my executive. Well, I remember the one time. I mean, CRPR gave us one of the great Rory stories of all time. I mean, and you know, it may have even been true how he got dissed. You know, on the uh, on the celebration. You Listen, know? as EVP of agronomy, yes. I'm not going to jeopardize my standing at the PGA <laughs> Tour just Anything to make controversy. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right, here we go. So Stewie's in the lead. Yeah, so I'm first. Jeff's in last. Yeah. And away we go. Uh, I'm going to take Colin Morikawa. I'm going to issue this big cavalcade of big names up there, and I'm going to okay. go Colin Morikawa. Okay, then we transfer over to uh, Emmanuel. Emmanuel's going to take Rory. Hey, Rory. Pretty good pick. I was going to take him, but he burned me last week. I'll take Rom. I'm not going to leave Rom out there. He's he had a bad week and he came in third. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty First good. off, shout out to our friends at the PGA Tour digital app team. Whatever. Last after last week's debacle, I go to the app. Boom! It hits me. Power rankings. Okay. It's on the little uh, Insta story a, thing. Did you get I get a little talking to last week when you got back or no? Uh, I didn't. I thought okay. I might. Yeah. yeah, I thought I might. And What's your guy's name over there? Is, uh, Rob, Rob Bolton. Rob Bolton. Well, he does. He actually he writes it. He doesn't. Well, you were blaming Rob, though. Yeah, I mean, if Rob Bolton is running our app, we've got serious problems. Yeah. But uh, he's our kind of fancy insider. Let's go with Rob Bolton's top pick, Max Homa. Yeah. First, uh, former champ, one okay. here in 21, California Hell, kid. I was going to pick him now. Oh, I was going to pick bad. him. Too bad. Well, you're not anymore, uh, friend. I hope you weren't going to pick Tony Finau either, because twice a runner-up at Riviera. <laughs> he's on the board as well. And off the board. taking him as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Bang, bang. Yeah. Homa let's, Finau. Let's go. I'm just going straight off Rob Bolton's picks. Love you. Are. Love you. E? Oh, no, me. Yeah. It's me. Yeah. Yeah. You're the second best out of four. Wow. Well, I mean, I... <laughs> who? Hold on a sec. You've already picked one, Dan? Yeah. Who was your first one? Rom. John Rom. Oh, yeah. I'm going to come back and take Sky Scheffler. I mean, I don't know what else to do here. How I mean, good, how much you're fun, handing them to me. How much fun are the designated events? <laughs> like, I mean, how do I not take them? I'll take this all-time great. I'll yeah. take that all-time great. Yeah. I'll take JT. Okay. Mm. JT might be due. He yeah. had a nice little Sunday finish. Yeah. Maybe he's awakening up. I'm just going to take a check casher. I need some cash. I'll take Xander. Yeah, Xander's a check casher. <laughs> he's a check casher. He'll be sixth. <laughs> <laughs> Give me sixth place cash right so now. true. And then I'll hope like heck that uh, who was the first one I took? Morikawa. Morikawa could win there. Yeah. He was second last year. He could win there. So I yeah. need Morikawa to start winning a little bit yeah more. He, like, and he, well he, he had the one in control and he blew it yeah the century yeah i mean he had it yeah. in Rob well, when, won, right when he won the pga at harding park and then the you know, the so the, no one's taking tiger it's official tiger is <laughs> off the board i've made my what 10 picks for think? the fantasy league i'm also excited about that i got 10 in which on a you know i'm Ooh. sorry not L designated events that's a lot mm -hmm. uh that's Stuart moore ladies and gentlemen brunch with the tour round of applause thank golf you clap yeah golf clap for him it's a catlin truck accessories tuesday we'll turn our attention to the nine o'clock hour the boys call it the nine o'clock nasty Never yes been super comfortable with that but more next i forgot to share this story i wanted to pass it along you have a second it came from last week a friend of mine had two tickets um for the super bowl in glendale arizona at State Farm Stadium for Sunday. Their box seats, he spent $2,200 a piece for. Okay. Okay. Um, that includes transportation to and from the stadium. That's uh, pretty good. Open bar. 
$2,200? Yeah, pass to the winner's locker room, all for $2,200. Oh, that's pretty How good. Did he get that? But he made this mistake, see. How did he get that? I don't know. I'm just get, I'm getting this text. He, he got to be plugged. What he didn't realize, though, was he made this huge mistake last year. When he purchased them, it's the same day as his wedding. So he put this out here. He said, look, if you're interested, he's looking for someone to take his place. In the wedding? It's at St. Paul's Church on North Avenue at 3 o'clock. Right, there you go. There's Her name joke. is Ashley. She's 5'5", yeah. 110 yeah. pounds. There's the joke. She's yeah. a good cook, and she yeah. enjoys the outdoors. We got, we got trolled a little bit there, E.T. Trolled, I'm about to say, trolled us into man. a joke. Yeah, you got us. I'm not. You I'm know. a jokester. Do you remember how much we loved I do. that first two days of March Madness out in Vegas last year? Oh, yeah. How fun that was, right? I have not heard. In fact, Apparently, we had so much fun. I have not heard back from management. Does not look like that's on the board yeah. this year. And this year, we each had something going on that weekend. But next year, we'll just go. Uh, we can either do the show there or we'll just go and take time off. But that mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. I don't want to never do that again. Yeah. That was fun. Just it sitting in the sports. Great fun. But starts at like 9 in the morning because of the time difference. What? But as fun as yeah. that was. Okay. Yeah. It's great basketball and otherwise. Mm-hmm. And you might could have the same experience if you went to like the Big 12 tournament this year. That Big 12 is something else, Hick. Oh, yeah, they got a lot of good It's That's unbelievable, man. Did I, Texas Tech beat Texas Yes. Last? They did? They've now beaten three top 10 teams like after, three and ten. after starting 0-8. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you that I, I. it's very rare that you can say this about a league that's bigger than 10 teams. Mm-hmm. Or eight teams, even. I don't care how small it is. I could make an argument for you, mm-hmm. to you, for you. That every team in the Big 12 should be in the tournament. I mean, I could. And I know you're getting down to the bottom. Oklahoma's only 12 and 13. I, they're not getting in. Don't get me wrong. But I, I would make an argument that Oklahoma, with a losing record this year, is going to be about as good as some of your fifth and sixth choices from the other big leagues because you got to trickle it down. Uh, right now, the Big 12 stands at six ranked teams. By the way, shout out Alabama, number one in college basketball. You don't hear that very often. Uh, Texas, though, lost to Texas Tech last night. And... Texas Tech has three three more qual, uh, quad one wins in North Carolina this year, and they're three and ten in their league. Hick. That's incredible. Yeah, but I would say Vegas over that. No, no, I know. I just trying to put, it was just comparing yeah. to point out how mm-hmm. how how mm-hmm. good a league it is, and where West Virginia, Texas Tech, Oklahoma are the three at the bottom who probably won't make the tournament unless one of the three wins. Who are they? West Virginia's four and nine in the league, fifteen and eleven. Texas Tech is three and ten in the league, fourteen and twelve. Oklahoma's two and ten in the league, twelve and thirteen. The difference is though they all have big wins. And they've all beaten good teams, even with a small win. By the way, West Virginia and Oklahoma both played Florida and they both beat the living hell out of them. Just for the record. You know, it's um we talked about Cal and Kentucky earlier. It's not just Cal. The state of Kentucky. Yeah, Louisville's been down for is a while. It's on the brink of a nuclear disaster. Yeah. They may miss the tournament. The entire state for the first time since 1963. I can't even get the Hilltoppers in, Western or Eastern Apparently Kentucky. Or- I don't know. The Cards are 2-17, and 17, right? Is that what their record is? Oh, uh, yeah. Good Lord. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's their record. What happened? How can they be that bad? They were bad last year. Well, they had all that. We had the, 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 they had the uh, coaching turmoil and turnover. Western is flailing. They had the. Murray know, State all is the flailing. Off. off Court issues. Moorhead State's no good. That's too bad. Bellarmine. The I only said two- Bellarmine, and then I said they're not in Kentucky. The only two teams currently Bellarmine, in contention. Why wouldn't Bellarmine get in? Aren't they good in the A-Sun? No. The only two teams currently in contention for the conference regular season titles are Northern Kentucky and the Horizon. 
and Eastern in the A-Sun. By the way, speaking back to the Big 12, I told you West Virginia's 4-9 and 15-11 overall. They're 25 in the net ranking. Mm. That shows you what that round round robin has to... It's bad, man. Bad situation in Kentucky. Yeah, I'm, you know, you can stop and start with Big Blue on that one, but man, like you said, they haven't won a tournament game in four years, and they may not go to the tournament this year. I saw Kentucky was the first four out, and North Carolina was the last four in. In the latest bracketology, I mean, these are two teams ranked in the top five when the season started. North Carolina was number one. That's amazing. But North Carolina is 0-9 in quad one games. Kentucky is 1-7 in quad one games. Just to, to compare, Florida has won two quad one games. Wildcats may need to go 4-2 and two or better the rest of the regular season. Won't be easy. Road games against Mississippi State, Florida, and Arkansas. Home against Tennessee, Auburn, and Vandy. Uh, then win at least one in the SEC tournament. Even then, the Cats would be 21-12 and 12 and sweating out championship week, championship week developments elsewhere. Um, oh, boy. Kentucky was barely in the field heading into the weekend and lost to Georgia. Kentucky was without two of its top seven players. So what? It's Georgia. But fans don't like Severe Wheeler anyway. He came from Georgia. And C.J. Frederick is a spot-up shooter who can't shoot. So... Um, yeah. And then you have, um, of course, you mentioned North Carolina. Preseason number one, four-fifths of its starting lineup back. 16-9, and 8-6. 0-8 oh, in quad one games. Yeah, so 0-9 oh, now. 0-9. Oh, yeah, updated. They lost another one. What is going last on, one. man? They lost to Miami last night. It wasn't even close. By the way, Duke ain't much better. 17-8, and 8-6. Eight, eight no, I know. A little bit better. Well. But not much. They did beat North Carolina at home last weekend. That's still a must-watch game for me. I really like that game. Duke-North Carolina. That's one I watched, even if they're not good. Wisconsin, 14-10, 6-8. Yeah, they're down. They're down this year. They're also another one of those that's on the wrong side of the bubble at the moment. Those are some proud programs. Tennessee loses two buzzer beaters. They're falling. They're going to make it, but they're falling Fast, they're not a number one seed anymore, uh, they're, and they're no chance. And still, have never been to a Final Four. Purdue is number one. Now they're hearing footsteps, giving the ball away a lot. Arizona showing a proclivity for not respecting every opponent and being vulnerable to eyebrow raising upsets. They just lost to like Oregon Stanford. State or Stanford, yeah. So, uh, yeah, the programs are. Uh, Crazy. You know struggling here locally out of nowhere, and they look like they were set up, man, to make a jump. It's JU's lost four in a row. I mean, they're yeah. playing their way right out of even the A-Sun. Uh, yeah. You know, Coach Mitzi had not lost a home game until, you know, earlier this year, and now they've lost a couple, including to UNF, their arch rival. Uh, Stetson has beaten them at, at home in the last four games. Uh, F, uh, Florida Gulf Coast has beaten them at home. I don't know what's going on. You know, they have uh, Gator fans who haven't checked out JU. You know, they got that uh, Omar Payne. Yeah who basically doesn't do uh, much anything for him. No. Not at all. All right, we got a um, – uh, let's get a little breaking news here from the NFL department. Okay. I love breaking news. The Indianapolis Colts have their new head coach by uh, reports. That would leave the Arizona Cardinals as the only one left. And it is Shane Steichen who was the Eagles' uh, offensive coordinator, right? Yeah. So – um, now all he's got to do is bring Jalen Hurts, and the Colts will be fine. Yeah, Shane Steichen. Colts did a good job, man. 
Mm-hmm. Only it calls a good job because you've got Taylor and Pitt. You've got a really good running back. So if you get a, you know, you got a decent line. It's a good job, but you got a weird course. owner and yeah. you got no yeah. quarterback. So well, but you do. You're going to get your quarterback right now, and well, so you hope you Steichen, don't know. Well, you, you're going to get him, whether or not he's the right or yes. wrong one. And Steichen probably is a guy who you I, listen. If you were the Indianapolis Colts, if you were Jim Irsay or, or Chris Ballard, and you were picking your next head coach, you would want his opinion on this quarterback class that you're going to have, if not your pick of the litter, one of the top two or three, don't you? Yeah. Don't you think that's part of the parameters? Like, which one of these guys are you grooving with? Isn't that going to matter? You know, it's interesting. I saw, um, what's that linebacker's name for Indianapolis? Darius, it used to be Darius Leonard. Shaq, Shaq Leonard. Shaq Leonard. Shaq Leonard. Yeah. I think I saw him get interviewed during Super Bowl week, and he was Way over the top for Jeff Saturday. Really liked him. Said he should get the job. I don't understand. You know, it's, I'm tired of everybody bagging on him, blah, blah, blah. He's done a great job. He treats us like men. He knows what, you know. He was terrible. He so. was absolutely terrible. So, I hope they do keep him. Well, they did. Yeah. <laughs> True. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. They didn't keep <laughs> Breaking him. Breaking news. Breaking over my head. Yeah. No, it would have been a dumb pick. It would have been dumb to keep him and leave it to the players. Don't ever let players pick your coach, man. No. They're too emotional. They're too attached. Yeah, they're going to pick yeah, like the, the, the Gus Bradley guy. Yeah, I agree, Every time. but, 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 I don't really want Ursay picking my coach either. Yeah, True. Well, I'll, I don't know if he does. I don't know if Ballard does. I don't know who does. I got Ursay picking my coach. So, the Colts were, Colts are ranked up there as disappointing. Sure. You, man. I mean, sure. just two years in a row. Well, yes. It, it all started, look. For years, we blamed the Titans. They stole our football soul. We wandered like a zombie for over 20 years. We stole it back this year. Well, we stole the Colts' soul, and we beat them in that season finale here. That might be true. I mean, we completely leveled the franchise. They had to get rid of the quarterback. The, the coach was short to follow. I mean, they had constant upheaval for the Colts since we won that game here. That may be true. That now be true. they got to stare at our golden-locked hero. Yes. Slinging arrows at him. So, yeah, the Colts, uh, Steichen gets the job. We'll see how he does. And, and the Cardinals, are they the only team left now? The Cardinals are the last ones yeah. left, and apparently no one wants to work with Kyler Murray, so they're not going to have a coach. Man. They're just going to let Kyler, who little did we know in the preseason when Kyler was calling the plays, that the Cardinals were going to opt to be the first player-coached team. Yeah, well, I, don't, would, I, don't, I don't. That would be bad. There, there's, just, there's just too much. There's just too much there with the Kyler Murray stuff. Too you much know, smoke. Got to be too much smoke, bro. Just too much smoke. So, yeah, I, I would think. So. We had another um, medical uh, tragedy in sports. What? Yeah. Bel- a Belgian goalkeeper, huh. keeper Arnie Espiel, died after he collapsed on the soccer field after saving a penalty for his team, just 25 years old. What? Yeah. Um, let's see. The opponents had a penalty in the second half, according to reports in the Belgian media. He saved the spot kick but dropped to the ground afterward. Emergency services rushed to help a spiel, try to revive him with a defib, pronounced dead shortly after he was taken to a hospital. And it sounds like, and I'm wondering if that's another one of those shots to the chest, right? Oh, did it hit him in the... That's what I'm guessing. He's a goalie. I'm, uh, he's a keeper. I'm <sighs> guessing that the penalty shot would have hit him in the chest, which we're learning, you know, it, with some now very, very visible tragic examples, is a, is a real danger. And yeah. I, we've talked about this before, and we've had kids locally, well, lacrosse players and baseball players that have taken that. And if you catch it just, just the wrong time, man. Good gracious. But, again, they have to have an autopsy schedule. They, they, I don't know for sure that he was hit there. Right. Or, or if he just collapsed. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, you know, speculating at least just a uh, a tiny little bit. 
Um, I just saw the sweetest video of the year for me. Max and Verlander walking in side by side. Oh, to spring training. Here we go. Hmm. The boys of summer are back, Jeffrey. Let the games begin. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm very content with the team I have or some questions of, of they, they settled on personnel and left in shortstop that I don't think a lot of us Braves fans thought they would do when the offseason started, but we'll see. I saw that, uh, I'm not scared. I saw that Conrad Dobler passed away at the age of 72 for the older, a legitimate dirty drill player. listeners. Conrad Dobler used to bite dudes. He was as dirty as they come. And I can remember SI cover dirtiest player in the NFL. I can remember. He also did one of the commercials. Yeah, he was great. Like maybe Miller Light or something. Something, one of those. Um, maybe the knock the battery off my shoulder. There one. was a game when I was a kid. I think it was the Dolphins and the St. Louis Cardinals. And Bob Greasy, who would throw the balls, you know, seven times a game for a while. I think Bob Greasy threw, I think he threw six touchdown passes against the St. Louis Cardinals. Well, in the Super Bowl, didn't he famously throw seven times? Yeah. Let me see real quick. Um, and, and they hammered him. Yeah. Thanks. It was Thanksgiving day and Bob Greasy threw six touchdown passes in 1977, uh, 55, 14, they beat the Cardinals. But in that game, Conrad had a, there was a situation. I can't remember it exactly, but yeah. Um, pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. And back in that era, seventies, early eighties. Tough guys and dirty players were real tough guys Both and dirty players. Both teams were seven and three when they met. We had four or five famous ones that make Montez Perfect look like a Boy Scout. Oh, listen to this. This is typical. This is typical uh, Dolphins. Six touchdown passes, fifteen completions, <laughs> two hundred and seven passing yards. We have Nat touch- Moore have a big day. Paul Warfield. Who do we touchdowns have? to Duriel Harris, Nat Moore, uh, Gary Davis, Andre Tillman, uh, Benny Malone, Leroy Harris. Um, yeah. How about that? Wow. On the day Moore led all receivers, seven catches, 68 yards, and three tutties. Hmm. 55-14, but I remember that game because Conrad did something in that game, too, and it was Thanksgiving Day, obviously. Hey, so. he was, like I said, this is legitimate dirty. He, there was a big player, Ben oh, Davidson. There's, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of players I mean, who he were was, just, that's, he I, I, this is an odd. Might have been with, like, A.J. Dewey. Bit his finger off. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, this, this to me is an odd choice. Okay? We got the Daytona 500 coming up this weekend. The Super Bowl stock car racing. Uh, I know a lot of you out there will spend, oh, wait your, a minute. Let me finish this. So, spend your Sunday either going or watching. Conrad Dobler apologized for pushing an official. Uh, Bob Matheson spat at me earlier. He head slapped me three times. So I drove him 15 yards downfield. He grabbed my face mask and pulled me down. Next thing I know, there were four or five guys on top of me. Dobler said when he fought himself free, the official informed him he was ejected. Dobler contended the official pushed him on the chest, and he merely pushed back lightly. But he said there was no reason for me to lose my temper. He shoved me first, but I apologize. I intend to send him a letter of apology. I'm big enough to do that. I'm sorry I lost my temper. Conrad Dobler, if that was the case, and I don't remember it that way, Conrad Dobler gets no... Free passes oh, because no, he was gosh. already known as like being I said, a dirty He was guy. the bad boy. Yeah, yeah, he was always in trouble. And he, and and Miami defensive end A.J. Dewey so. accused Dobler of swinging at Dolphin players, pulling their face masks, taking cheap did. shots, yeah. and threatening to get the Dolphins. Guilty as charged, by the yeah. way, on all those. Anyway. That would be my guess. Yeah, so back to Daytona. Yeah, well, so the Daytona 500 is coming up this weekend, and we certainly remember Tony Stewart for his fabulous NASCAR 
a career. He retired from NASCAR racing. It's been four or five years probably, hadn't it, Dan? He oh, he's moved into ownership. Is it surprise you if Tony Stewart were going to go become a full-time race car driver again that it wouldn't be NASCAR? Oh, where's he going? Would it surprise you even further if it's not NASCAR and it's not IndyCar? Well, he was a he was a huge dirt track guy. Would it but surprise you if it's not this, if it's not the Formula One and it's not IndyCar and it's hmm. not NASCAR and it's not the sprint car dirt track racing? Yeah. Would it surprise you to know that he will return to full time competition as a race car driver this year mm-hmm. in NHRA? Oh, interesting. Going to become a drag racer, a three time NASCAR champion. Yeah. He's only fifty two. Oh yeah. I mean, this dude could still race in his prime on oh, on yeah. NASCAR's biggest circuit. But he will run a top alcohol dragster for McPhillips Racing for the full season. Actually, only 51. Turns 52 in May. He'll be sponsored by his longtime partner, Mobile One. Mm -hmm. He made his NHRA debut in a top alcohol dragster last October, actually, at the Nevada Nationals. He went to the finals, and he finished second by .0002 of a second. Mm. 271 miles an hour. Maybe that's your answer. Dude just likes to go fast. That's what those guys like to do more than That's anything. like being in a rocket ship, man. And just So there he goes. And by straight. the way, for those of you that it, we are right now in the wheelhouse, right? Gator Nationals usually about this time of the year, Hick. Yeah, March. Yeah. So I would imagine you get a chance for all you Tony Stewart fans to see his latest uh, uh, branch out uh, as, he, as he goes to NHRA. Literally, it means National Hot Rod Association. Be driving the hot rod, sick. That'll be fun. Got one more segment to go on a Catlin Truck Accessories Tuesday. Very quietly, something has happened in the Hang on one second. What's wrong? It's the 9 o'clock nasty. Okay. People have put up with with us for 32 minutes. So right now, for you 9 o'clock folks. Oh, boy. It's 641-1010. Oh, gosh. I've got a couple things I've got for you. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Number one. If you want to go see the best golfers in the world. Oh, okay. And see a concert as well. I believe that's Military Appreciation Day. Riley Green. Riley Green. Uh, how many ducats do I have for them? Two of those things. Plus, I also that's have... Like, by, that, by the way, it's like a Tuesday or Wednesday. It yeah. used to be Tuesday. Is it Wednesday now? It's the, the concert is on Tuesday. Okay. I'm going to take care of your food for you as well. Because I'm going to give you a gift certificate to Whatty. These pizza. pizza. Yeah, this isn't nasty at all. So 641-1010, be kind, be courteous. It's a 9 o'clock night. And then, on top of that, Uh I'm also going to hand you out to another winner Okay. right now at 641-1010. You're just Cupid, just shooting arrows. (laughs) Yes. This is for you. This is for yourself, to treat yourself to Valentine. A PGA Tour gift card? Or PGA Tour card. A tour card. I'm sorry, PGA Tour card, not a gift card. PGA Offering Tour discounts card. at 16 area golf courses, yes. including Dyes Valley Course. So if you like the golf, this is one you'll want. And, and a gift certificate for Taco Lou. Look at that. You have just brought up a topic that so I... So there you have it. Six four one ten ten right now. Stand by one second. I'm standing by. I'm ready to get nasty. I am ready to get nasty. I'm not sure I've ever told this on on the radio station and show. Okay. I may have told you this before. If I have, you probably at this stage have forgotten. I do have a super nasty 9 o'clock nasty Valentine's Day themed. Mm-hmm. Particularly with the language you just used, it's what brought it to my attention. Okay? Mm-hmm. So let me take you back to I'm a, uh, I'm a junior in high school. High school junior. 
Um, I don't know if that's the name of the song, E.T. I, I would know it if I should be like a mid, early 80s kind of tune. Is that it? Yeah. Look like it. All right. So cue it up to the point where, where they say what, the, what I told you the song title was. All right. All right. So, all right, work with me here, Hick. I'm like a junior in high school, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, back then, it was a big thing. You watched movies, Dan, is what you did. And you remember what we used to do back in the day? If there was a movie coming on TV or a movie channel, you would literally put your VCR in, and you would hit record, and you would record it just like on a blank yes. VHS tape, remember? Yes, I do. And then you'd do nine hours of it, and then on the side, it would have the little, you'd list which movies were on there so you could watch it, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm a junior in high school, and we're getting together. I, my parents may be out of town, and I got people over. There's like three or four uh, people staying at the house, and we're just going to do, you know, a nice, calm thing. We're going to watch the movie. So the one dude brings the movie, you know, whatever it says. We're going to watch, you know, Terminator or whatever it is. Okay. And so we <laughs> – I don't know if I can go any further with this story, actually. I really – I really – and I'm what not – What's going on here? I'm really – I don't know. I feel like you would just blurt this out. I just – I don't – this is like – so anyway, we're sitting there. We go to put the movie in, fully expecting to see, you know, Raiders of the Lost Ark or Terminator or whatever it is. And then suddenly, this song is what you hear. All right, and I'm like, okay. And then the, the picture starts to come in frame, and your your mind throws together everything that's happening. And my man's parents may have set up a little video recorder in the right corner of the room oh no perhaps perhaps that was the first introduction into the famous leaked tapes that the kids are so fond of these days Ooh. yeah may have unleashed a sex tape on us dan hicken oh not a you're watching a movie movies. and it's my we think we're watching a movie we're throwing in the vcr the recording of his mom and dad and it's his mom and dad could you imagine being what did he dude? say wow i can't even recall what was his name his name was cedric Cedric. Yeah, the entertainer. <laughs> Cedric Jones. I don't know. It's been a long time. It's been yeah. a long time. But, yeah, there they were. Uh, fully. Naked. Engaged. Yeah. You but, don't remember but, what Cedric did or said? But, but did he that, run to the machine but that, You know what? Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no. You know what it was? No, 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 no. This dude, Cedric, his parents had moved. He lived with one of our classmates. The classmate was there. Cedric wasn't there. But it was Cedric's parents. So it wasn't one of the foreign attendants whose parents oh, it was. He okay. had gotten that tape. Okay, so that that yeah. that adds to the next question. How much did you watch? No, I don't know. You it, shut was, it, off? it was odd. I don't remember that. It was not like hot. Like that wasn't hot. Like you turn it on. And by the way, you want to talk about amateur hour? Like, and I say that song. Like that song was playing on the radio. Like they were playing some radio jams. Right. That was the background music oh, to this just assault on my sensibilities that occurred at the time. That's my contribution, but shoot that poison arrow, Cupid, right through the heart. That's my contribution to the 9 o'clock nasty. It's the song that sticks uh, with you. Yeah, that's what, every time I hear that song, I flash to that moment of putting the VHS in, turning it on, ready to watch Airplane, and then suddenly there are Cedric's parents parents. doing the nasty. Good gracious. Yeah, And and it was... I remember far too clear detail just how disturbing what was going on, like what what exactly what how disturbed we were. Because I got news for you, dude. When you're 17, 18, I his parents weren't movie idols, Hick. Mm-hmm. This wasn't an attractive collection of humanity that's getting down and dirty. It wasn't like yeah, hey, your mom is really good looking, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. no, uh-huh. yeah. A uh, fallout from the higher scarring though, just scarring memory. I don't know how that came up. Fallout from the uh, hiring of Shane Steichen to the Colts. It means. 
according to some, that Colts DC Gus Bradley likely stays. He worked with Steichen in L.A., and he's under contract, blocked from going elsewhere. That means the Rams would likely keep Raheem Morris as defensive coordinator. And then Brian Johnson, our old Gator guy, who went to Philly, does he get promoted to OC in Philadelphia now? And he's sort of been fast-tracked as a future NFL head coach. Uh, he was with Dan Mullen and helped a great deal in developing Kyle Trask and then went to Philly, and Jalen Hurts was his quarterback's coach. And Brian Johnson is a name that we've all started to hear whispered around the National Football League. So those are some of the fallouts from Shane Steichen. And now we wait on Arizona and see if the they poach the Eagles' D.C. And, uh, you know, and one of the great things about Kansas City, one of the reasons, it's I don't know how big of a reason it is, but I think it does matter, is continuity. And when you've got Andy Reid plus Biennemi plus Spags, two guys who have settled into their roles. Now, the thought process for Biennemi is he needs to leave Andy Reid and go prove his mettle elsewhere. I don't know why, um, but for a variety of reasons, uh, Eric Biennemi has not gotten a head coaching opportunity. So what's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and hoping for different results. Biennemi's done all he can do in Kansas City. He can stay in Kansas City with Andy Reid forever and, and be very content and do his job. Or if he truly wants to be a head coach, it appears, and it's pro- it's, I don't think it's fair, but it is what it is, he needs to go do it someplace else, apparently, and convince these owners that he is capable of doing it. I, I don't know if there are a variety of reasons why Eric Bieniemy has not gotten a head coaching job, and you can pick whichever one you would want, but... Well, they say he does an interview great, whatever that yeah. means. And he's got some baggage, and there's some other things. But, I mean, bottom line is there are others who are far less accomplished than Eric Bieniemy who have gotten jobs. So, um, we shall see. The Panthers have agreed to terms with former Lions and Colts head coach Jim Caldwell. He will serve as the team's senior assistant on offense. So, Jim Caldwell uh, has been out long enough, did not get another head coaching job. Remember, he was a name around here and interviewed, uh, but has not gotten another head coaching job. So maybe he, and he's an older man, if I'm not mistaken. I know Rasheen Mathis raves about him. I know a lot of people rave about him. And I know he won a Super Bowl, right? Did Jim Caldwell win a Super Bowl? Did he, or no, did he, he lose uh, the Super went Bowl? to the Super Bowl went and lost. Super Bowl. Yeah. So, lost, yeah. Lost to the uh, uh, Saints. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. Dun- Dungy beat the Bears. That's right, that's right. So just some... Ongoings in the National Football League. It's so these are so we don't you don't think about them until sometimes it's a year later. It's so important to get this right. We know this. We blow it so many times. We finally hit it right on coach quarterback. We've blown the head coaching hire. You could argue every hire since Del Rio, like blown it. Del Rio was not some super grand slam, but in context, he looks pretty good. But they nailed it with Coffin. It was okay with Del Rio, and then just absolutely. Blew it with Willarkey. Blew it with Caldwell. Blew it with um, Marone. Mm-hmm. And blew it with Urban. Mm. Just blew it. We, and you, you, we've blew it with Byron. We blew it with Gabbert. We certainly didn't nail it with Bortles. You know, that's if you're the Colts, this is it, dude. This is, a, this is an important little deer. You've got a coach, quarterback, same year. How'd that work with Gabbert and Bradley, Dan? Yeah. How'd yeah. that work for us? Yeah, not well. Yeah, so this is important, you know. And when you look back, look at 
you know, coaches come and go, and they come from coordinator roles. A lot of times you haven't heard of them. But, like, Brian Dable, they nailed it. The Giants nailed it. What if they had, what if they had gotten Eberflus? What if we got Eberflus, Dan, who went to the Bears? You think the Jags have been 9-8 and eight in the playoffs? No. I don't either. No. All right, we'll do this. We'll uh, take a break. We'll make the turn for home when we come back right here on The Drill on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping the sports world spinning with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, he's battling a little bit there on the text line. He's battling for his girl, Rihanna. Is he? He's battling. I am. There's a little bit of mixed pressure just about how, you know, it sexified any kind of production you ever do. Is wow. They don't even turn on the TV at 5 p.m. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's a little battle going on. I like it. If you got little kids and they shouldn't, they're not watching a halftime anyway. If you got big kids, they saw worse on their phone ten minutes ago. I promise. So, what's up, Tony? Good morning. How are you? Doing well. What are you and Mike cooking up today on a Super Tuesday? Our question of the day today, asking present company excluded, meaning current members of the Jaguars. Right. Uh, which duo is the best in Jaguars history, with it being Valentine's Day? Oh. And if you think we missed one, let us know. Is but Dave the, and Gus in there? I know. They didn't make the cut. Uh, the options we got in there are Coughlin and Brunel. How about Blaine and Mike Sims-Walker? No. Nope. no. Uh, Jimmy and Keenan. Oh. Henderson and Stroud. Oh. Fred and Mojo. Well, some good ones. Oh. Yeah. I like uh, that. Uh, I don't know if this officially counts as a vote. I don't want to swear your audience. I, as good as all those are, to me, there's one that stands above the other ones. Who's that? Uh, Jimmy and Keenan, mm-hmm. to me. They feel like the power, the first power couple we had. You never really considered Tom and Mark Brunell. Fred and Mojo, pretty I get good. it. But <laughs> but I will say this, as good as Fred and Mojo were, Jimmy and Keenan were better. They were a better combo for the Jaguars. They produced a lot more yards and touchdowns. And, I tell you what, that 07, uh, se- yeah. 07 season. Yeah. Yeah, over a period Fred of time, and Mojo. Jimmy and Keenan, Oof. but that, that one season. I don't think there's a single year where Mojo and Fred outproduced Jimmy and Keenan. I would say that there was nobody in the NFL that year better yeah. at running the football than the Jacksonville Jaguars. They were up Jaguars. there. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody were up even there. close. For sure. And I would say well, that not, that team. Not close. I would say not close. And I would say that team, you know, was that the Northcutt game? Which game? Was, what, what, what playoff that game? Was no. Yeah, seven. Same yeah. Game. I would say we had a legitimate shot at going a lot farther, but we ran into, uh, you know. The undefeated Patriots. Yeah, the buzzsaw. Yeah. But so I, I think you can make an argument. But that's a it's Jags a good, ran for one forty nine point four that year. Yeah, it was second actually. The Vikings had one sixty four. I don't know who they. Nobody were. better. <laughs> <than the Jaguars. laughs> Nobody. I'm done. Have a great show. Uh. <laughs>